How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Well, it's another beautiful Tuesday. It's uh, about 8,000% humidity right now. One, 8,001. 8,001, yeah, but who's counting? It's uh, Yeah, it's a good night. We have a special guest this evening who we will introduce shortly. But, uh, you know, it's our favorite night of the week, Tuesday. We Tuesday. love Tuesdays. Boom. Garrett brought us some lovely cigars to uh, enjoy this evening. Garrett, tell us mm-hmm. about what we're smoking. We are smoking this year's uh, The Angel's Anvil by Crown Heads, and it is their 2019 TAA offering. Oh, thank you. It smells like, it just smells wonderful. I'm going to shove it all the way up in there. Get it. Get it in there. Oh, yeah. Molasses and and Himalayan goat's milk. Mm. <laughs> Not to be confused with the <laughs> oh, with the northern Himalayan North, goats. North, it's southern, yeah, the southern. It's the southern, yeah, yeah southern slopes. Uh, so as we speak, uh, Major League Baseball All Star Game. It's on right now. So I really don't know. I'm, I don't know the score. So I, I am not boycotting the MLB All Star Game because I still love baseball, but I'm disappointed in the league as a whole because. The Minnesota Twins just broke the Major League Baseball record for most home runs in a season before the All-Star break. Yep. And not one single Minnesota Twin got a nod to be in the home run derby. I know. It's just, I can't put, I can't wrap my head Why? around it. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I'm, I, I'm super excited for all the guys that got a nod to go, you know, swing the bat in the home run derby. But the fact that not a single Twin got in there makes no sense to me. What are you yeah. going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, it's a collective. You know, the Twins play as a team, and, you know, you've, you you don't get to breaking a record like that with just one guy, you know, you know, slamming, you know, 30 home runs or 40 home runs before the break. It just doesn't happen. It, it happens when you get, you know, a dozen here, you know, a dozen there, that kind of thing. But I still would have loved to see one of our, one of our Twins get a nod up in there. Um and uh, so, as of right now, Twins are five and a half games up on Cleveland. But guess who we start a ser- series with on Friday? Um, the Penguins. Cleveland. The pe- yes, the Penguins. Pittsburgh Penguins mm-hmm. hockey team. No, we start. So we're only five and a half games up on Cleveland, and we get to play them starting on Friday in a three-game series. You know, it's one of those. It's one of those series that we just have to perform well. At least take two out of three. Absolutely. We have to we have to win the series, if not sweep it. So yep. uh let's fire up. Mm. Um so the uh like Garrett said, these are the uh two thousand nineteen Angels Anvil from Crown Heads. I'm I apologize, I do not have the blend info in front of me. Uh but the the TAA Angels Anvil releases from Crown Heads uh, ever since they started releasing them in two thousand fourteen have really uh not been a disappointment any of the years that I can recall. So, very excited to fire this up. It's very bumpy. And, oh, there's wrappers. Yeah, that's good right off the bat. It's sweet, tasty, and delicious. Uh, So, thanks, everybody, so much for watching, as always. Uh, If you're listening on the audio podcast, thank you so much. Um, If you would, please go ahead and share us with your, uh, share this broadcast with your favorite Facebook cigar groups. If you're listening on the audio podcast, thanks so much for taking just a moment to subscribe to the podcast and rate us five stars. If you enjoy what you listen to, 
Thanks so much. Um, this evening is a new, the dawn of a new day for How About That Cigar. For the first Ooh. time, we are actually having, instead of doing the Facebook Live broadcast, we're going live on YouTube slash Google Hangouts. And uh, for the first time, we have a live on-air guest. Live one? Live. Not a dead on-air guest. We have an actual live on-air guest. We are so excited uh, to have him with us. Um, all the way from Euless, Texas, we would like to welcome to How About That Cigar, Mr. Bear Duplissy from El, El Oso Fumar Takes. Bear, good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. I am... Uh... I am, I am humbled and honored, with all sincerity, to be your first guest. This is this is exciting, very exciting. It is exciting. We're glad to have you, man. And just so you know, you gentlemen are smoking this year's 2019 TAA Angels Anvil from Crowned Heads. You are enjoying a cigar that is wrapped in a glorious Brazilian Adiparaca wrapper, Ecuadorian mm-hmm. Sumatran binder, and Nicaraguan filler, hailing from none under none other than number one cigar of the year. Homeland, Ernesto Perillo's Carrillo Jr.'s factory. Yes. Boom. Thank you for that info. I appreciate that. On the spot, finding that cigar info for us, I, I appreciate that. Got and you any, back, bro. Anything that's coming out of uh, Tabacalera La Alianza from uh, Mr. E.P. Carrillo, it's pretty much got to be good. <laughs> so, I'm in. Count me in. And, uh, Bear, again, we want to thank you for joining us for those who don't maybe know uh, Bear and his channel. Channel. We're going to leave links. Please go and follow him. Check out what he's got going on. He's been in the game for a while, doing his thing, and uh, his podcast is fantastic. Matt had the chance to uh, be on his show, uh, what, a month ago? A couple months ago? No, it was, it was early on, actually. It was back in, uh, I want to say it was back in... February, February or March. It was it was early on, and and we really appreciate you having us on to, you know, represent this new startup. How about mm-hmm. that cigar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just after the website launched. I think I don't even yeah. know if you guys had done the first episode of the podcast. We Pretty may sure you have. We may not have at that point. Mm. Um, so the I mean the biggest reason you know we wanted to have Bear on is because we love what he does. He's he's he does great work with El Oso Fumar, his own his own uh, podcast. And and also he works with uh, uh, Will Cooper on the uh, Cigar Coop Primetime Special Edition, and um, we as as how about that cigar? We were unable to make it to IPCPR this year. Yep. Uh, which for those of you who don't know, IPCPR, uh, at least as of as of right now, we'll we'll still call it that. You know, and it's the big industry trade show for the premium cigar industry, um, and. Since we were not able to go, um, I asked Bear to come on and give us a rundown of everything happening in the premium cigar world. And there's a lot happening. There's there's definitely no shortage of things to talk about, mm. you know, because from everything from all the new cigars coming out, which is as consumers, we want you guys to know about that. But also there is some, you know, things going on in the background that, uh, you know, are definitely making waves in the cigar industry and God only knows what what it's going to lead to and what it's going to turn into in the future. Um, so I'd like to just dive, um, you know, dive right into talking about this year's trade show, if we could. You're the captain, man. Whatever. All right. you need. Um, so 
The Industry Trade Show, IPCPR, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association, uh, now is going to be to- now is going to be called the PCA, the Premium Cigar Association. That is correct. Um, and next year, starting in 2020, that will be the name of the trade show. There are going to be some other additional things that we'll talk about uh, coming up. I want to definitely start with the positives because, you know, even though, you know, everybody's got different opinions about some of the new things that are going to be coming along, you know, the, the cigar industry is a great industry filled with fantastic people and fantastic products that we all love to enjoy together. And one of the best things is you get to go and learn about everything new that's coming out. So um, the first thing, Bear, I wanted to ask you about is as far as the larger companies, at IPCPR, you know, whether it's General Cigar or Davidoff or Altidus and the, the, the large brands, which of those companies would you say had the best showing at the trade show this year and you think is going to have a really great 2019? It's mm. uh, a great question, Matt. So I, I think I, I think what's interesting about this particular question, the way you, you kind of broke down these these questions is it, it's kind of it's almost been a it, it's been a continuing uh, item of discussion uh, in in the media circles, particularly when Coop, uh, Aaron Lewis, and I select the primetime award winners. Uh, what's a, what di- dictates a large company? What dictates a small company? And and so there's always room for discussion. And so um, as far as the larger companies, I actually had a couple of different uh, different ones that I thought had an exceptional shows. Um, really, really, really fantastic. Um, and, uh, they, unfortunately were none of the ones you named. Um, so, um, but I, I'd like to kick it off with saying that I think I, I really, really love what JC Newman is doing right now. Mm. Uh, JC, JC Newman cigar company, the oldest American owned company, uh, in the premium cigar industry still around celebrating their 125th anniversary in 2020 guys, 125 years. That's really outstanding, especially for an American company. Yeah. It's really something I think, and it, it, I think, I think they've kind of been revitalized. There's this resurgence going on at JC Newman to, to really preserve their history and to move forward into their, there's been a really nice uh, social media effort. There's uh, Drew Newman has come on board the fourth generation now, and he's, he's connecting with uh, the younger consumer and they're, you know, they're redoing the entire, they're, they're, the the factory there's gonna the the museum's gonna be refurbished they're gonna make it uh like almost what we define as the modern day brewery you know where you have like bachelor parties and events and weddings they're gonna turn this into a venue a place in the middle of ebor city the most historic uh cigar place on on american soil uh, is ebor city and and jc newman's in the heart of it and so it's 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 a really great thing, and that notice I haven't said anything about the cigars, guys. Like this yeah. is just something we're really celebrating, and it's it's fantastic. I really think that they're doing a great job with connecting to consumers across the board, um, and their retailers are anxious to get on board with it. And um, so they've got they've got a couple of new new cigars. One that you've probably seen a lot about uh, the American, which um, yeah, that's what un- I'm definitely going to ask you about. Yeah, it's I'm super excited. I'm super excited about this project and I'm super excited. Still haven't tried the cigar. Um, but this cigar is a hundred percent and when I say everything about the cigar is a hundred percent American, it is absolutely true. The wrapper is from Jeff Borswich's uh Florida Sun Grown Farm. So FSG, 
is the wrapper. And then they have uh, other American tobaccos from all over the, from the United States, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, et cetera, all 100% American tobacco in the cigar. Get this guys. The labels are made in American factories. The boxes are manufactured in American factories. The hinges are made. Everything is American. Only two people are rolling this cigar and it's in America. Uh, why did they not name the cigar America? <laughs> that's my question. You know, and that's that's actually not as silly as a question as you think, Garrett. And I, I'll tell you exactly why, man. I think they really wanted to display a, a kind of a, a seriousness of intent. They sure. could have gone that route, I think. Yeah. And yeah. I think it would have just I think it would have just been just as successful. But JC Newman for is for a long time, yes, they make Bri- Brick House and El Baton. Um, and uh, Perla Del Mar, and a lot of those value brands that I've heard you guys mm-hmm. talk about. Yep. Um, and uh, I mean, and the and frankly, the Brickhouse Connecticut is this just this shy of the American. It's got two American components, but it is manufactured in Pensa, so that's a problem as far as the American made product. But it's got two American uh, leaves on it. But uh, as I digress a little bit, the even though they are known for those value type smokes, J.C. Newman is a luxury cigar brand. You yeah. Know, Diamond Crown. Julius Caesar, Diamond Crown Maximus. I mean, these are, you know, moderately priced to, you know, north side of 20 bucks, depending on where you are in this country, uh, a cigar. And, it, and it, for, for my money, it's totally worth it. Um, yeah. And so I think to, to answer your question, I know you're kind of just being sarcastic here, but I, to yep. answer your question, I think there, there, there was a real, there's a real serious of, seriousness of intent because they want to capture the historical significance of this cigar. No doubt. Uh, and 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 present it in the premium product is because it's not going to be cheap. I don't know what the MSRP is going to be, but it's going to be over fifteen dollars. It has to be because everything's American made, and the cost of labor alone oh, here yeah. in this country is just going to dictate that price. Absolutely. Yeah. But there is there is something about um there there is something important to me at least, and I would hope a lot of people. There's something important I think about putting your uh, not to be cliche, but putting your money where your mouth is when it comes to supporting American, the the American cigar industry, you know, and something that Marco Rubio has been pushing for and, and just trying to s- literally save an industry that the FDA is actively trying to destroy, yep. mm-hmm. you know, the American cigar industry that, that has such a storied past. I mean, there's you, a lot of people don't think about, and, not to get off on a tangent, but it just about the American cigar industry, a lot of people don't realize how broad the spectrum of the American cigar industry was at, at one point. There's even a diner in in this little town in Wisconsin that I was in that has pictures on the wall of a cigar factory from this little town in Wisconsin. And it used to be every town had their own little cigar factory. Yep. It's just Absolutely. the way that it was. And, you know, for, for people who wanted to go and buy a hand-rolled cigar and smoke a hand-rolled cigar after a hard day of work, they all they had to do was go, you know, go to the local uh, Woolworth, you know, and, and you know, <laughs> pick up. That's a, an old-fashioned statement pick, right there. Pick up a can of Dapper Dan and, you know, <laughs> get it, buy a hand-rolled cigar, you know, and, and that's just that, that whole uh, facet of American life is just being systematically destroyed by people who don't understand anything about premium tobacco. 
Yep. They lump it all in with with cigarettes and uh, things like that. So, you know, hopefully J.C. Newman has success along with, you know, Marco Rubio and Jeff Borshowitz in fighting this just ridiculous onslaught of of uh, authoritarianism, I guess. that. that you, you, yeah, it was a real wake up call for them, I think, man. There was a real danger for a while that Cuesta Ray was going to get shut down. Yeah. Um, that they weren't going to be able to, and that, that's when we signed that now it's a historical landmark. Thank God guys. I spent, I spent uh coop and I spent an hour and a half in the lobby. So right now, like I said, they're refurbishing, they're redoing everything at the museum, which I, I can't wait to go back to see the, what they do with it. But the lobby, I mean, you, you know, you know, a bored 12 year old kid can roll through that thing in five minutes. You know, coop and I spent an hour and a half just looking at every display of all the cigar boxes from the time brands that you guys recognize. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. brands like, the original Diamond Crown saw the original box. Wow. You know, the original El Baton, the original Brick House. Yeah. I mean, some real history. I mean, if you want to nerd out, I know you guys are cigar nerds. Oh, yeah. Not, not snobs. You guys are nerds. <laughs> That's and right. Matt's, Matt's a huge one. Matt's I a huge am, nerd. I'm a huge nerd. Yeah. Yep. Dude, the Quest Array, <laughs> man, uh, where J.C. Newman Cigar Factory in Tam- Ybor City, e- epic. So 125th anniversary, the American, and get this, they've got this new cigar release. Okay, so they're they're going to the opposite end. They're going to their kind of their, their, their staple, but they're putting their own historical uh, spin on it. And they're using, the, they're creating the cigar called the Yagua. Okay. Okay. So if, if that name sounds familiar to you, it probably does because there's actually a Cuban brand known as the Yagua. But they're bringing the Yagua in uh, into the American market with uh, the way that it was originally designed historically. So the Yagua cigar and this cigar specifically, it's really rustic, and so there there are not there are no cigar molds for this cigar. Uh, the tobacco is rolled and it's actually uh, tied together in palm bark. So uh, wow. the terricios, oh, nice. the, ter- the Darius process or terricos or however you, uh, people pronounce it, depending on how Anglo you are. Um, you know, the same the same process of aging process that the uh, Encore from EPC goes through the same process that the Cohiba Spectre went through last, you know, that was released last year. Yeah, he went through that. Yeah. So in Terracross Barrel. So uh, so the uh, so they're doing this in Palm Bark and they're tying it up. And so what gets produced is this. And I'm using their words, this ugly cigar. Yeah. But that that's that that wrapper, guys, I saw it. It is so oily. The sheen is gorgeous. The label's actually really well done, and it's packaged. They're, 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 they're thinking about redoing the packaging, but the way that it was displayed, it was tied. You know how people use ribbons? A lot yeah. of companies use ribbons. This one was tied with palm. Cool. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. cool. I'm excited to see that because if you think about it, when you were talking about how oily it is, it makes sense because it's, it doesn't get – I would think the tobacco doesn't get handled as much. And because it's not put in molds, especially if it's a traditional cigar factory where those molds are made of wood, a lot of that oil ends up getting soaked into that wood instead right. of staying in the leaf. So that's that's a cool thing. Uh, real quick, Bear, what are you smoking? I'm glad you asked, Gary. Oh yeah, so I forgot. Thank you. I would I would like to I would like to uh, hold up a glass or can or something as well, um, gentlemen, if you would join me. I would like to. Uh, oh man, Garrett! Garrett's empty-handed. This is terrible. All right. Oh. Well, um, okay. sorry, Garrett. Okay. No, it's all good, brother. Well, I'm. I want to toast to uh, a man in the business who has done a lot for me personally, uh, and he suffered a great loss this week. Um, Mr. Gabriel Alvarez, 
mm. of uh, national sales manager of Casa Cuevas uh, lost his father this week. Yeah. And um, I'm still fortunate to have my father around. So I don't know, certainly don't know what he's feeling right now, but I, I definitely feel for the man. He is a friend of mine. I consider him a friend and I just want him to know that I'm thinking of him. So in his, his father's honor, I am smoking a Casa Cuevas Classico Prensado Habano. Um, mm. And it is, I love this cigar. Uh, it's, it's truly fantastic. Yeah. So um, that is what I'm smoking tonight in honor of uh, Mr. Gabriel Alvarez's father um, who passed away early this week and uh, yeah. um, peace and uh, peace and goodwill to his family as they, they go through this time. So yeah, absolutely. Gabe to you and your family, cheers and God bless. And, yep. and we hope you uh, are able to, you know, you guys get through this together as a family and, uh, you know, come out the other end um, even a little bit stronger. So God bless. Appreciate that bear. Thank yep. you. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, um, we talked about the big companies. So now let's, let's talk about smaller companies. Um, and again, everybody's got a different uh, system to categorize what makes, you know, what constitutes big, what constitutes a small company. Uh, but as far as, <laughs> exactly. but as far as smaller cigar companies, uh, who do you think had a good showing and, why why was it a good showing was it because of their new product or was it just because of their attitude or both well i i mean back to back to casa cuevas guys this was their first show um they they this is their third year in existence as a they, they they've made cigars for decades now uh with the las lavas factory but uh, casa cuevas as a brand as we know it um has only existed for a few years now and this is their first year with the booth uh and i thought it was great um uh, you know um their the attitude was fantastic uh it was a really warm inviting booth there were no walls it was like come on in yeah uh the displays were beautiful everything was gorgeous uh they've got some new product okay um um and uh, including that uh the cigar that's named at the sl- the sledgehammer in spanish i, I don't want to i don't want to butcher the name uh so <laughs> Uh, but it's after it's named after the horrible tragedy of, you know, they had a break in at their, their warehouse down in Miami. So it was like, uh, kind of a joke, uh, as well, but the cigar's incredible. I've smoked it. It's fantastic. And then they brought back some, they have this really nice classic line of Maduro and, uh, Habano cigars. Uh, they were really exciting too. I haven't tried it yet. Luis Cuevas told me that the Maduro is better than the Costa Cuevas Maduro, which scares the shit out of me because I freaking love that cigar. Um, <laughs> uh, and I told him, don't tell me that, Lewis, because then this is going to be a problem. Um, <laughs> but uh, that that was really that was really great to see them. Um, um, I've worked with them for a while and, and I've been following them and I've loved their cigars uh, since the beginning. And so it's it was really, really cool to see that uh, yeah. right in front of my eyes and everything. Um, I thought Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust had another killer show, man. Cool. They uh, a couple line extensions, uh, quote unquote, line extensions, uh, sort of. But. They're technically not. One's under the Sober Mesa line. One's under the Micarita line. The Micarita Tricky Traca and the Sober Mesa Brulee. So now Steve's got this the the spectrum of smoke, essentially. Yeah, he's got the most mile to the Tricky Traca, which is you know which is supposed to be his heaviest cigar. And uh, and um, and uh, but he was he he had some great traffic uh, all week long. Uh, got to him on the last day. Got to interview him. Uh, always a great interview because Steve's amazing. Um, and then, um, I would also say, you know, Roma craft always kills it. 
they were busy as heck. Um, I mean, up until the last day, man, when nobody's there, I mean, they still had people coming into the booth and people were jotting down orders. It was crazy. Um, yeah. Nobody was standing around. Nobody had hands in their pockets. Yeah, um, I've, seen, I've seen so much, um, so much heat online about that, uh, that Baca, that, that new Cameroon wrapped uh, cigar from them. And it, it, it seems like it was, it was everywhere and everybody was super jazzed about that cigar. And I, I have a feeling I, I can't say for sure, but I have a feeling that uh, that just, you know, killed for them in, mm. as far as sales goes. Yeah. No teasers, Matt, we're going to be talking about the Baca later. So, um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that was certainly, that was certainly the, that was certainly some talk of the show. Gotta tell you. Yeah. Um, and I, um, and I would have to say that I, um, black label, Black stu- uh, Blackwork Studio, uh, Emilio yeah. uh, Dissident, that booth, or as it's now known as Oveja Negra Brands, yeah, uh, was really was really uh, on on fire too, man. They were always busy. Uh, I had Ben uh, Benjamin Holt. He was my guest on my show last night or two nights ago, rather, and um, and uh, he was. I, I barely caught him at one point because he was just he was just busy all the time, man. Yeah, so they, that's good. They they all had they all had pretty good shows from where I could sit from what I observed, and uh, they all have some great great releases, great cigars. Um, you know, I know I told you I was going to bring the fire. That this is probably going to be the least the least standard because these those are kind of expected. They're like, oh, <laughs> okay, yeah, those are people. So, people know there are certain there are certain brands that you know are going to be kind of on fire, but. Um, I'll tell you what, though, the Crux rebrand your guys up there in Minnesota, man. Crux, what do you money? Crux, it's money, bro. It's money. It looks good. It looks sharp. They were wearing jackets and you know, no golf shirts, man. I mean, they were. I I felt I felt underdressed and like I did not feel worthy in the booth, man. I did not. They were. They were. It looks great. I love the rebrands. Yeah. Um, Yep. You know, Coop was kind of on the fence about it at first, I think. But I think it, when he saw it up close and personal and everything, I think yeah. it really won him over. Because he loves that brand. He loves those guys and he loves those cigars. Oh, yeah. um, and as do I. Um, um, he uh, he was freaking out because of all the ad- all the new advertisements and everything. Uh, his former cigar of the year, the Duke Connoisseur, wasn't anywhere to be found on any of the new marketing pieces. And he Uh-oh. was like having a slight heart attack. <laughs> and so I was like, uh, and I asked Casey and Jeff, I said, before my boy over here dies of, dies of, you know, a heart attack, can you just tell him that there's going to be Duke Connoisseurs, please? And rest assured there will be. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glad to hear that too. Cause that was my, uh, whatever it was three years ago, that was on my personal uh, list. That was the number two cigar of the year for me on my personal, personal list. So uh, great cigar. Love that cigar. And And I'll be honest, I was kind of in the same boat as Coop where, and it was just in the very beginning when when they sent the press release and that first press release, all it had in it was the logo. That's it. It didn't have any of the new bands or or anything else. It just had the new Crux logo. And I, I honestly looked at it and I thought, oh, I don't know about this. It kind of looks like a it looks like a golf company. Like mm. I didn't I honestly I didn't dig it at first. But then when they started sending more stuff out, they sent pictures of the new boxes and pictures of the new bands and pictures of the whole the whole branding scheme as a, a as a cohesive unit. Yep. I love it. I yep. love everything about it. I think that it's, it was a great move on their part. Yep. 
It's a, it's a, it really, really looks well done guys. I think, uh, you know, I know you guys are right up there, uh, in their, in their homeland and stuff. And it's, it's really fantastic. Forgive me. I'm totally getting a picture of you guys. So, so, um, but the, I think that the, um, and I I think it's really going to take them to the next level, man. I think, you know, I think, I think for, not for a long time, but for a while, when they first got started, I think there was some hesitancy with Crocs. People didn't take them seriously for one reason or another, whether it was the fact that, you know, Jeff, you know, Jeff has the last name Hogan and not Gonzalez or something. Yeah. And, um, you know, that he's blending in himself or the fact that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's fantastic. I, I think, I think the Placentia factory sometimes catches a bad rap, mm. um, which I can't understand why. Yeah, I can't understand why either, but because they they make so much and their tobacco is so fantastic, right? Yep. Um, and everything is is that kind of drug They're on an upswing now with the with their the release of their actually their own cigars and stuff. I really think that they're they're really coming into their own, and, and that that kind of negative negativity has kind of been brushed aside. But but that was that was kind of a that was kind of a a, poor, a sour point for a while with mm-hmm. with them. Um, they had you, some. You release a cigar called the Nymphomaniac. And <laughs> you know, um, and you're gonna a, wonder if it's a for real. Yeah, and still, that was, still my least favorite cigar that they make. Still, that was, that was right out the gate. That wasn't it that was. wasn't like a third or fourth release. That was right, their yeah. very first yeah. shot. Yep. So they, uh, uh, and I gotta say, that's that takes balls for yeah. your very first cigar out the gate to be that thing. Yep. So, Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Heck yeah. No, all the all the all the praise in the world, man. Those guys, those guys make killer cigars. Uh, I I I I really dig. I really dig working with them. I've I. I really enjoy interviewing Casey's a great interview. If you yeah, guys ever have the opportunity, uh, especially since you're local, I know he's down actually in Florida now yeah, but, he's in, he's and, Jeff, Florida. and Jeff's great too. But like, if you could ever get it, I love interviewing Casey. He's, he's yeah. so much fun. Um, he'll, he'll bust your balls and be serious at the same time. It's, it's yeah. really great. Love it. So when you're at IPCPR, I know. And when you're at any big cigar events, um, but there is something different about IPCPR where your, your palate really goes through its paces. I mean, you, you're, it's just cigars from sunup until sundown and they're, they're long days and they're late nights. But at the same time, sometimes you get this, this, uh, this shining star as your palate gets so fatigued, but all of a sudden you'll, you, somebody hands you a cigar and you smoke it and you're like, I can actually taste this cigar. And which is, uh, you know, after you're on your eighth or ninth cigar of the day, tasting anything is, you know, good luck. Mm-hmm. So if you if somebody hands you a cigar after your palate is that fatigued that you can actually taste, that's such a great thing to experience. So whether it was on the show floor bear or it was after hours at some of the events, what are one or two of the cigars that just really kind of hit you in that way? Like, oh, my God, I can actually taste this cigar. All right. So here's the here's the fire, boys. You ready? Love it. Bring it. Okay. So last year, the very first cigar I smoked at the IPCPR trade show was the Cinco de Cadas. And that cigar, now, that's a lot of, there's a lot of bias in that. It was like, again, it was the first cigar that I smoked. So therefore, my palate wasn't burnt out, right? But I smoked it. I smoked it actually a couple of times during the show and I smoked it afterwards. That cigar was the star of the show. Cinco Compromiso was a close second, to my, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, but I mean, that cigar was the star of the star of the show. And it was really fantastic. And it was clear. Like there was a very clear, distinct leadership. A lot of folks were talking about it and it was, it was, it was just out there. Right. Yeah. So this year, 
Yeah, there was a lot of chatter, and you could you could absolutely argue that the Baca had the spotlight and everything, and that it delivered. Um, but guys, there really wasn't a clear, distinct. Oh yeah, it's okay. Baca, or oh yeah, it's Sober Mesa Brulee, or oh yeah, it's this cigar. I'll tell you what. Um, I smoked Bach on a fresh palate in the morning, and it Skip Martin delivered with this blend. Man, uh, it is it is absolutely it was really really sensational. Um, this is not your typical Roma Craft guys. This isn't going to blow your palate off the doors. It's not a powerhouse cigar. There's tons of flavor. It's definitely a full flavored smoke. Yeah, um, but he really showed proper restraint and let the Cameroon shine and mm. use the other additional tobaccos to really accent the blend to where it's really balanced. It's really rich. It's got nuttiness. It's got citrus for brightness. It's got a little bit mm. of sweetness. It's got some spice through the nose. It is incredibly complex, subtle, and really well balanced. I was really, really impressed with it. Um, I think he hit a home run. He did it right, man. He did. He, uh, of course, Skip will tell you. Of course, he did it right because Skip Skip doesn't make bad cigars, as he says. Yeah, uh, and that, and that's true. I, I you can't argue that point. I don't think he makes a bad cigar. Um, so, um, but yeah, he absolutely delivered, man. That cigar, that cigar was terrific. Um, but here are a couple of uh, hidden daggers, guys. Um, I was really excited. Um, I was really excited about. Um, no, I'm going to save that one for another one. Okay, but we're going to keep that. But the Room 101 Farce Maduro. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Really great. Stand nice. out. Really, really cut through the cut through the crap of your palate. Really that, nice. That, and that original that original first Corona has been one of my favorites since it came out. I mean, it's just it. It just hasn't disappointed me in in the dozen or so that I've smoked. So I was it's, hopeful for that Maduro as well. It's a Corona. Because that's what he calls it. Whatever size, whatever Vitola it is, he doesn't call oh, okay. it a Corona. It, the size is called "It's a Corona." Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it's a it's a Corona, Matt. Sorry, Matt Booth. Sorry, Matt Booth. It's a Corona. The the uh, it's a Corona Corona. It's a Corona Corona. Uh, here's here's one you guys probably haven't heard of, unless you guys have been talking to some people at the show. This one was this one was winning a lot of people. I heard a lot of retailers talking about it, and the, it really captured the media too. Was the Alec and Bradley Gatekeeper? Yeah, I did hear a lot of buzz about that. Um, uh, just because um, I know I know uh, Jack, and um, it really looked like that was you know making uh, making a lot of waves and getting a lot of good press. Well, Jack Hire did his best to really you know ruin that for you know for everybody by getting excited <laughs> about it. But you know you know he he did his best, but. No, no dice because that cigar is good. No, that cigar is actually made uh, again at, er- at Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr.'s factory. Mm-hmm. So, a collaboration between Alec-, Alec and Bradley wanted to do something different. Yeah. So they went outside the company's comfort zone, and they created a cigar which I find really unique. And this, we're going to talk about another cigar that actually has two signatures here in a moment. But this is a this is a clear defining cigar because it just doesn't taste like anything that Ernie typically makes. And this doesn't taste like anything that's come out of Alec Bradley. Um, it's a very unique tasting cigar. Incredible. Really excited for you guys to try it. Uh, go ask your local retailer to carry it, man, because I'm telling you, it, it, the thing is solid. Nice. 
Can't well, I was, I was happy with their, you know, their release last year. You know, the first time that, uh, you know, the Suns did their own cigar, mm-hmm. The Blind Faith. I thought it was outstanding, actually. And uh, so very excited for The Gatekeeper as well. Definitely. Um, so of the new releases, and of course, every year there's, you know, there's almost too many new releases to count, although, you know, um, they can't actually be counted. We're not going to count them right now, but of all the new releases, which one do you think is, is going to, or has already had the best short-term just explosion success where right out of the gate it's just boom it hits the market it and and it's just it is a success right away which which one if you had to just name one right now it's the cigar of the trade show that that they sold all of first production in their orders and and it's lighting up social media oh well you have to go back to the baka if you describe it like that i mean it i mean it just it just is man they sold out uh, and they weren't even giving out a lot of samples. People scored some. Um, I obviously scored one. Um, and uh, I mean, it, it it's a cigar that's gonna it's gonna hit the retail shelves, and it's 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 gonna last seconds, man. I mean, it yeah. really is. Um, people are gonna be blowing that stuff up on social media. People are gonna be. You're not gonna find this cigar in bombs. I'll tell you that much. But you will find the cigar being sold in the black market for for <laughs> twice of what it's worth. I guarantee you. Yeah. Does it make you want to slap your mama? Does it make you want to, as Garrett says, does it, is it a cigar that makes you want to punch baby seals? Yeah. Uh, well, my wife's a zookeeper, so I, I can't, I can't, I can't use that. <laughs> you can't advocate so punching I can't, I can't advocate for punching <laughs> seals. Um, I, I'll tell you what, it's just really exploding. I think when you, when you wrote that question down, Matt, I actually wrote down a couple of different, different answers on it. I also went with the, the, the reintroduction of the Don Lino Africa from La Aurora which I was personally really excited about. It was too, because I love that cigar back in the day. And then I read, you know, I read further into the press release and turns out it's actually a new blend. So did they, in your opinion, you know, knowing what that cigar tasted like maybe 10 years ago, mm-hmm. did they, even if it's not the same cigar, did they capture that, that kind of a, a good essence in that, in that new blend? I think it's going to have short-term success because I think people like you, like you, like you just described, Matt, will 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 have the attention to it. Will will go out and buy it. I know yeah. I will. Mm-hmm. Um, had I not tried it, I w- would have. I did try it. Um, it's different. It's a different blend. It's actually manufactured at AJ Fernandez. Surprise, surprise! Another company saddles their saddles their wagon. Yeah. Uh, hitches, you know, hitches to the wagon of AJ Fernandez. Yeah, who? Right? AJ who? AJ what? Yeah. AJ on everything. Um, <laughs> so uh, later, later, uh, Coca Cola, by the way, is announcing a new product next week called uh, Coca Cola by AJ Fernandez. <laughs> I love it. That's exactly perfect. the. the uh, it's got new- Nicaraguan sugarcane in it. You know, <laughs> he grows on the south side of one. You know, one part of his farm. You know. And you know, new Budweiser AJ Fernandez. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it, and this may, the answer to this next question may be the same. And that's really, you know, because there, the fact is we've seen it in, in the past and we'll see it again in the future. Sometimes there are cigars that are just a flash in the pan. They, they put off a lot of heat for a short period of time and then they don't necessarily disappear, but they, uh, they sort of lose that, 
you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the chrome sort of falls off the bumper. So which cigar do you think has the best potential for a long-term, uh, becoming a long-term staple in, in, uh, brick and mortar shops and, and in people's humidors. Um, so th- that's my hope for the Don Lino Africa. I hope that this bringing, bringing back will actually bring it back for good. Um, cause I was such a fan of it before and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed it, um, quite a bit. Um, and so I, I really hope that, that comes back, but yeah, when I saw, when I saw this question, I think the long-term success, not to keep be- beating the dead horse here, but Baca has an opportunity to do that because, you, you know, as, as I've often notated and, and it's been discussed quite frequently is that you, the one thing you have to admire about Romacraft is that they're, they're sustained success over, uh, granted, it's still a short sampling size when you think about it in perspective, yeah. but they haven't, they haven't blown off any lines, guys. They haven't discontinued anything. And, right. and so the Baca has an opportunity for that. However, Cameroon is harder and harder to, to procure um, you know, for various reasons, like, you know, genocide and civil war. Um, but you know, it's, it's becoming, you know, more and more hard, hard to procure. People are looking to produce it outside of actually Cameroon. Um, you know, Ecuadorian Cameroon is good, um, but it's not Cameroon from Africa. So provided the supply can get back, you know, Skip's able to, to procure a supply. I think that that has the possibility, but again, not to keep, you know, not to, be spouting off Romacraft for an hour or anything guys but the i think the one cigar that i think has the opportunity and it's a brand i think that's on the rise it's not a new company um it's a very old company but it's new in the sense of uh being really really active on the premium cigar market at least for the american market and that's uh royal agio or as most mm-hmm. people know him as balmoral the mm-hmm. balmoral nicaraguan uh is their next reproduct uh uh, is their next regular production line that they announced and showcased this year. That cigar is sensational guys. Okay. Um, the Connecticut, the Oscuro, uh, and the Nicaraguan really rounded out portfolio and, um, yeah, good stuff, man. Really. I think that long-term success, I think Royal Agio has, has, uh, the, uh, the history, the capability and showcased the production to be able to really put some cigars out to the market that are fabulous. Nice. And then what about, you know, companies like, um, you know, because what Matt was alluding to in his question, companies like La Galera that had a huge flash in the pan and suddenly now are, you know, they put baby in the corner a little bit. So, um, so, okay, Garrett, go ahead and ask your question again. So like, you're asking me like, who, who's kind of, who's kind of retreated back into the corner? Yeah. Okay. That maybe um, deserves to get that second chance or deserves to um, come out of the corner. But maybe they've gone a little quiet. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Hard-hitting journalism right here. Yeah, this car was, yeah, this question wasn't on the rundown. Nice surprise. No. Um, so yeah. the, um, so they've kind of retreated a little bit, but I've, but uh, that's a good question. Um we can let you simmer saute on yeah, that. Simmer that and ask me the next one and then I'll, yeah. I'll answer that one. I will answer the question though. So this is sort of the opposite, um, you know, take on this question is um, maybe there was a company over the last two to three years, maybe more that have been a little quiet. Um, they, for whatever reason, have not put a lot into branding and marketing. They haven't put a lot into new products they haven't, um, 
spent a lot of uh, time on social media and maybe they were struggling a little bit, but for whatever reason at this trade show or within the last, you know, say the first half of 2019, we've seen them start to get their heartbeat back up again. And maybe they're gaining some more traction and there's, and we're starting to see that they're not, they're not out of the fight. Mm-hmm. Can you name one or two companies that you, that you are seeing a little bit of a resurgence from, uh, especially from this trade show? Yeah. Uh, right off the gat, right off the bat guys, I can tell you, uh, one of the, one of the most disappointing things that I saw in last year's trade show, um, cause I, I really like the guy that's behind it. Um, I've known him for a long time. I think he makes great cigars. Um, and that's, uh, Spencer Drake of, uh, at the time, which is Hiroshi Rubania, uh, or white hat cigars. Yeah. Excuse me. White hat. So he, uh, recently made it, went through the name change of La Familia Rubania guys. That booth was hopping this year. That's outstanding. I'm very glad to hear that. And Matt, you were there at last year's trade show. I think you remember this, you know, he had the ping pong table and yeah. And that, that booth was quiet, man. It was, it, I, it, it, yeah. it hurt, it hurt, it hurt, man. I, you know, I, I had it right here in the fields cause I, I have a lot of respect for Spence and I think he's a, yeah, definitely. He's a great um, dude. And, and I think the cigars are fantastic. And right after the trade show too, he announced a price decrease, which is almost never a good sign. Um, yeah across the board so it he kind of he had a lot of ground to make up this year and i think the name change um you know really you know taking white hat off of it um i i completely agree you know i asked spence about that and he said that you know it just he didn't have anything that connected the dots you know he didn't have a cigar called white hat he didn't wear a white hat there was nothing there's there's nothing white hat about you know his cigars and so la yeah. familia robania makes perfect sense and i and it was a really great um really great move in my opinion and that booth was was hopping good uh hiroshi rubani was actually there as well uh todd vance's new uh new national sales director uh was was manning the man in the fort and um i I can't say enough good things about todd he's just one of the you know kindest most energetic individuals you could meet in the cigar industry and um i was i was you know sad to see uh, i won't mention who but i was sad to see when he left them but then extremely excited to see where he where he land i knew he would land somewhere uh, and and you know seeing the pieces fall into place kind of you know it's to see to see him land there and then immediately after or maybe it was immediately before i don't remember the the timeline but you know to see the the him land there and then see the rebrand um i had i just had this feeling that they were they were starting to really dig in again and yeah. and that they hadn't given up. And I was, I was grateful to see that they hadn't given up. Yeah. I, I it, like I said, it was hopping. It was really exciting to see them busy. Uh, I was really excited to see, I mean, Todd, Todd's never, like you said, he, he's never without energy, man. So his energy brought a lot to that booth, you know? Um, and, you know, Spence was, Spence was even upbeat, man. I mean, everything was just really great. You know, and and here's the thing, man. Like, the, to be honest, I mean, they have they had two releases. You know, they they announced the Polonis, which is you know just value bundle cigar, and then of course the Illegals. Yeah. Um. You know, which um, you know, I haven't had a chance to smoke yet, but um, really excited to try. And that was kind of like their exciting new thing. But I mean, like overall, like they didn't have that it cigar. They didn't have that 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 gatekeeper. They didn't have that uh, Forest Maduro or anything like that. They didn't really have that cigar that was like. Oh, I got to go over here and try it. But yet the booth was steady in traffic. And that was just a really pleasant sight to see from where I was sitting. It was really fantastic. 
the one uh, to go back to the original question, Garrett, just the company that I saw a little bit that was kind of uh, was really quiet. Um, uh, it was surprising. Um, uh, was very surprising. Was was uh, was EP Carrillo? Oh, um, yeah, and yeah, that was um, you know the the energy was there. It was great. The people were great. You know, Jose's Jose Blanco's there. He was mm-hmm. fantastic as always. I had the opportunity, the honor, the privilege of interviewing Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr. Oh, in the booth. Wow. Um, that man, I, I have so much respect for, um, and it was just a, it was just an honor to, to sit there and talk with him for just a few minutes. He gave us so much of his time and, uh, it was, it was, it was really great, but there was, uh, you know, it was, it, it was, it was, it was pretty quiet, which was interesting because they had the number one cigar of the year, right. you know, and yeah. they were my number one cigar of the year. Now that's not going to flow traffic granted, but like, but I, I was just, I would have expected it to be busier. I, they had they had people there. It wasn't it wasn't a ghost town. Uh, there were some booths that were ghost towns, but uh, we'll talk about those here in a second. But yeah, it was, you know, it was quiet. What, what would you attribute that to, if you could, I, Garrett? If if I could answer that question, I'd be, uh, you know, you know, I, I would I would tell you. I, I honestly don't know. I, I it was it was literally it's baffling to me still here sure. one week later. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm still confused by it. I don't, I don't get it. Um, now master sensei of cigar dojo will tell you that it's because the encore is not that good and he's just crazy. <laughs> um, because the cigar is amazing. Um, we'll, but we'll, that, that, we'll agree to disagree on that one. That's fine. <laughs> um, all right. So we're kind of, we're, we're going down that track. So we're, you know, I, I think it's time to, uh, it's time to take off the gloves it's time to bring the Damn, heat. I just, I just finished my beer. It's, uh, it's, it's time to, uh, you know, really uh, start getting real. So we're going to start talking about negatives because All there right. are some, you know. So. So I was inspired by you guys. And this wanted to mention during this segment, since we're going to get a little sour. Inspired <laughs> by your gaze in a recent show about your, your, you guys were, ranting and raving about lemonade so i brought several different lemon products i i drank a lemon ale from lakewood brewing company a local brewer here in texas just finished that i am drinking lemonade now and then i have a bubbly lemon water later so it's one of my jams i'm i'm lemoned out here and we're about to get sour (laughs) so let's rock this bad boy it is is time to get sour so 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 hit me as we're going to go back to large companies and we're going to go, which large company would you say just had a poor showing for whatever reason, whether it was they didn't have any new product or their new product was lackluster or they just had a crappy attitude, which, you know, let's let's just start getting real. All right. So I told you, Matt, before he walked into the room, I told you I was going to crush your partner's soul. <laughs> Here it is. He's already got I'm, the lower lip sticking. I'm out. telling you, man. Uh, gotta tell you guys, I, it was a it was a question mark for me going into the show. I was worried about this company. This company's not going anywhere. Okay, this isn't like the last question. They're not going anywhere. But man, let me just tell you how unimpressive everybody I talked to that went in was was my father. My father. Yeah, right in the fields, oh, right, Gary? Did I get that- you. Oh, that would hurts. That hurts. All right, so so bring bring the real talk. What so, what, what was it about him? There, 
I mean, there really wasn't much. They didn't. Okay, so that no one go, no one got to sample the La Promesa for, that I know about. So nobody that I talked to, or and I talked to several people because I was interested to hear about it. Um, and everyone said the same thing: the bands are really pretty. Which <laughs> it, it's yeah, it's my fault. They don't they don't not they don't they they make beautiful they make beautiful designs, man. I mean, it's but like that's that's literally what I heard like ten times. Oh, the bands yeah. are really pretty. But from my, from where I sat, nobody and everyone I talked to, no one was no one was given a sample of it. Let no me, one tried it. Let me cross that one off my notes here. The band was really pretty. <laughs> I'll cross that off. <laughs> it, but uh, it, like I said, they're a company that's not going anywhere, guys. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and it, it, they're they're a perennial they're a perennial top ten in the cigar aficionado, yep. uh, top twenty five. They're and they're probably going to get another one this year, guys. They they make great cigars. They you do. know, yeah. just to, 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 you know, let's well, lift Garrett back up here. Let's lift Garrett back up. Let's make him feel better. Yeah. And <laughs> how many times can you hit a home run? Well, yeah, you're, I mean, the, the fact is in the last, uh, I don't know, let's say solidly for the last 10 years, the Garcia family, my father cigars mm-hmm. have been, you know, they've been hitting, I'll say they've been hitting 600. Yeah. And you know that. Let's just say this year they uh, they they just you know had a. Well, had we don't know. We no one well, smoked it. It might be a killer yeah, cigar. And it might be I mean, fantastic. And this might yeah. be this might be number one cigar of the year for cigar aficionado. Who yeah. we don't we don't know. But yeah, obviously, um, obviously the samples weren't ready to smoke. Because otherwise ch- they would have been giving them out. Yeah. Did you get a chance to talk to any of the reps? Anybody at the booth? Well, I- no, I didn't personally, but I got, like I said, I got a lot of my media folk that were talking and then a lot of, there was a lot, of, it was a lot of, you know, passe feels. Co- Coop talked to Jose Ortega for a little bit, um, but yeah, no samples were, no samples were given out of anything, guys. So, okay. and, the, and, and this apparently has been the kind of the MO of the last couple of years. And, you know, I kind of made this remark to Coop. I said, who do they think they are? Padron? <laughs> and, and, and Coop kind of was like, they're kind of going to that model. And I was like, you know, look, their, their record in the cigar aficionado top 25, notwithstanding, which is impeccable. Yeah. And like you said, how many times can you not, you know, how many times can you hit a home run? Totally true. Mm-hmm. Uh, although uh, I think we're agreeing to disagree on something. I think you guys were a fan of the Grand Forte. I freaking hated that cigar. No, cigar. I actually, I, I did not dig that cigar. I, I was really. That's big right. You like the La Palencia. That's La right. Yeah, Palencia. I was really big on that, but uh, I like it. La Grand Oferta, I honestly thought was a miss for them. Yeah. That was that was that was a miss um, for me as well. The um, but you know they 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 really shouldn't compare themselves. They shouldn't put themselves on that padrone pedestal for anything other than hey, we're we've almost gotten as many accolades in the top twenty-five as padrone. Right. Like if they want to have that discussion, they want to have that argument. They want to be that. They want to make that comparison. I'm all for it. In fact, I might even be on their side. Um, because they, I think they make a varied amount of products, whereas Padron is very, has very similar products, yeah. but my father, again, that that's one point. My father's different because they make a varied amount of products. They also produce cigars for other companies. Mm-hmm. Um, their top dollar cigar is, um, equal to the mid range Padron. Yeah. And I think that's even stretching by a dollar. Right. So they're, you know, they're, to me, I think they're, I, I mean, I think it's, I think we're comparing apples and oranges. So for them to kind of go to that model of, 
you know, we're going to, we're going to let rest on our laurels. We're going to rest on our reputation kind of thing. Um, um, like I said, they're not going anywhere. So, I mean, they, they, they could probably do it for a couple of years, but I don't think they can do it year after year after year. Like Padron has done. Yeah. Um, and, and still maintain the, 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 uh, the consistency in the humidor, the, the, that they're given, yeah, know, that they're given currently and stuff. Well, so man, fair. one of the things about my father that I always thought was kind of set them apart was they had, they had all the, the accolades and the respect of the cigar snobs for lack of a better term, you know, the, the crowd from cigar aficionado, the, 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 the high end brick and mortar shops, the, the high end uh, cigar sommeliers for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. They had that, they had a high level of respect with that community, but at the same time, they had a very direct and open relationship with the consumers with, with, uh, with cigar new media and I think I'm just speaking personally. I think I see it as a mistake for them to move in this direction where they where they focus only on the first aspect that I mentioned. And lo- if they lose that relationship with the end consumer and they and, and they stop doing their their diligence on social media and interacting with people through new cigar media and and because that really helps them to get engaged with the end consumer i think that's been one of their biggest strong points over the last 10 years and and the last two years i agree bear they've been pulling away from that strategy and i don't know if it's going to have the long-term effects that they want to because as a consumer that's one always been one of the best things about that brand is that they're they're extremely elegant and refined products yet at the same time really accessible and approachable to the average joe yeah well, and my question was going to be you know for somebody who hasn't been to ipcpr um or anybody watching or listening to the podcast um you know from a media perspective when you come into the show and a company is giving out these samples um is that really creating the fanfare that you want and for the companies that don't, do they suffer because of it? I think so. Um, you know, we're not, we're not permitted to ask for samples. So, right. you know, that's, that's, that's a hard and fast rule. And, yep. and, uh, and that's, that's something else I'll bring up guys is um, look, I'm, I'm not lacking in cigars. I am not complaining. I want to be very clear when I say that. No doubt. Uh, I am, no. I am not lacking in cigars. People uh, were very generous, um, but, um, it was not, it did not escape my attention that I left, um, with, with a significant less amount of cigars this year than I did last year. Well, yeah. it was clearly oh. a buzz too, because not only did you experience that, obviously a lot of other people in the business experience that too, and that's going to create a buzz, you know, but negative buzz. And I'll be interested to hear, you know, what this show, um, you know, the fruits of this show are for my father. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think, you know, it just, yeah, it, 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 from, from where we sat, I mean, their sales might be up, you know, I don't know. Um, but they, they're, the booth seemed pretty quiet every time I walked by for the most part. Um, it was, um, you know, and 
when when folks went in, they were you know they didn't really have the access that they've had in recent years, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and that's just that's that's hearing from trusted people. And uh, you know, Jose is a great guy. I've 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 had oh, you know, yeah, I've had I've had a great con- great conversations with him before, and the company as a whole produces some of the finest cigars out there. That's undisputed. Um, I just think that you know it was a cigar company that I was worried about going into the show. What were they going to do? What were they going to show me? And they didn't show really anything. Okay. Um, so again, not worried about them. They're not going no. anywhere. Yeah, they're um, not going anywhere. And it's still it was just, I enjoy and I smoke on a regular yeah. basis. But it'll be. I appreciate that that uh, you know candidness, and I'm I'm I look forward to seeing obviously what's going to happen with them. Uh, you know, over the course of the next twelve months, just to see what. Um, what sort of happens with specifically with this new, um, this new facing? Um, well, so, yeah. What it did was is now I'm going to go out and I'm going to go get a La Promesa. I'm damn sure going to do that, but yeah. um, but I'm also going to do it begrudgingly. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to, yeah, I have to go. I have to go try this. No, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. So, uh, if I may, again, do another off the cuff question uh, to the both of you, and uh, question for people who haven't been to the show. When you go to a booth of any uh, vendor, what does that typically look like um, from, you know, a company that maybe is offering samples versus a company that isn't offering samples is, is the, you know, can you just walk me through what that interaction looks like? <coughs> um, well, Bear, if it's all right, I'll jump in quick. Go for it, man. Um, I'd say for cigar media, and and this is I'm speaking as my experience from the years that I was um, working with Blind Man's Puff, and shout out to Blind Man's Puff, love mm-hmm. you guys, and you did a great job with your show coverage this year. Um, I will say that it's different for cigar media than it is for uh, a uh, a retailer that sends no their crew there to do their buying for the year. Um, but for for us. You know, we're so it's explicitly written in the rules that cigar media are not allowed to ask for samples. Um, but I've never, I've never found it to be an issue that because nine times out of ten, you walk into a booth and they say, "Do you guys want something to smoke?" They, that's the first words out of their mouth. Hey guys, how's it going? You know, a little handshake, a little, a little fist pound, or whatever it is. Do you guys want something to smoke? And right away, they're just offering you uh, typically in. Uh, and again, I didn't go to the 2019 show. They, they offer you something to smoke. You talk for a while. You do your interviews. You get your pictures. You get your information. And then uh, also another nine times out of 10, they would say here and they go to some of their guys and say, hey, put together some bags for these guys and some stuff to take home and sample. And and in some cases, they'd say these are for you to review. These are these are cigars that are ready. They're they're consumer ready. They're ready to be reviewed. Please feel free free to re- review them as you see fit. Or they'd say these are just. I just want you guys to smoke these and enjoy them. Bring them home with you, um, and we'll we'll be in contact in a, in the next month or two to send you some review samples or whatever um sounds like you've been by nick malillo's booth quite a few times yeah yeah exactly and and so it there was never an issue where i felt like i had to ask for a sample as a media member um Mm -hmm. generosity was never really an issue but it's it sounds like um you know the that the 2019 show might have been 
you know, a little bit different. Um, Bear, what, you know, what, what has your experience been like in previous, well, last year and then this year? Um, well, so we did, we handled coverage a little bit different this year. So I will, I will, I will lean on that. So like last year I, I, we did everything in tandem. So it was Coop and I together. We're going to every booth. And yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. Nine times out of 10, we were offered a cigar and we were handed a bag and it was, it was very, very generous this year. Still, again, I want to emphasize, I am not complaining. It is simply just an observation. Yep. I'm not lacking on cigars. I am not bitter with anyone who didn't hand me a cigar. That is not my point. My simple observation is that I have significantly less cigars to take home than I did from last year. And instead of that nine out of 10 rule, Matt, I would say this year was more seven out of 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. I smoked significantly less cigars on the, on the floor this year than I did last year. Okay. Um, one booth this year, I actually smoked three. Um, just because <laughs> I'll tell you that story here in a little bit, but that, that, that was just, you know, it, it just varies depending on, on, on who you're talking to and everything like that. Now, if I had a relationship with the person, like there were a couple of times that I went into booths um, and not really having that much of a relationship with the folks. Um, and those, you know, that was kind of a coin flip. Was I going to get, was I going to get cigars or was I not? Um, and, um, but uh, again, it, it really doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't affect me. Uh, doesn't affect how I feel about the booth in particular or the company. Um, I, I'll give you a, let's see, I'll, I'll give you a great example. I'm super excited about the new Asylum cigars from yeah. CLE. Um, I didn't, um, I didn't get any Asylum cigars this year. Um, and, you know, I wasn't offered any, of course I didn't ask for them cause I can't. Um, yeah. but you know, it might've been simply an oversight by, you know, by, uh, by Tom and his people there, they were, they were busy. They were bumping. That totally yeah. makes sense. So I'm, I'm certainly, I'm giving them positive press cause they were bumping. I'm excited about the new product there. It's a, it's seven years for Tom for asylum cigars. It's a, it's a big deal. So you're, you're darn right that it's it's an exciting moment for CLE and what they're doing, continuing mm-hmm, yeah. to do. But, um, but yeah, and so I, again, I'm not okay. I didn't walk away with any cigars. No big deal. Um, so it, it's really not. It's really not. That's not a. That's not a bitter problem or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I would say it was more seven out of ten this year than versus nine out of ten. I would agree with you on last year, Matt. Yeah, um, and it's uh, again we don't. Um, you know we'll will be at the trade show next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you don't, so that's, and I don't want to get in the weeds cigar media wise. Cause you know, we want to focus on stuff that consumers want to hear about. But if, if you're ever going to get into cigar media, if you get into cigar media, just cause you want free cigars, then you're getting into the wrong field. Just don't do it because it, that's not what it should be about. That's not what it is about. You know, we, uh, we cover this industry because we love everything about it. And we don't go to the trade show so that we can come home with a bag full of cigars. We go to the trade show so we can cover uh, the greatest industry in the world. And, um, but it also happens to be an industry filled with wonderfully generous people. And you typically do come home with, with a very nice selection of cigars and we're grateful for every last one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, it's something that I have a feel, and again, I wasn't there, so I can't speak to it, but I have a feeling just because I know expenses are getting really high for people to even have a booth at the trade show. Yeah. 
and they may not have they, they may have been so limited on budget for cigars that they could bring to the trade show they knew that they had to save each and every last sample they had for the retailers and as far as i'm concerned that's who they should be saved for yeah is the retailers not the media 100 so, percent. yeah 100%. and i know you feel the same way so can retailers ask for samples Re- everyone other than media is allowed to ask for samples Yes, media is the only group allowed access to the trade show who cannot ask for samples until next year. We'll talk about that in, <laughs> yeah. in a little bit. Um, and that's where the real fire is going to come. Um, so, so uh, Bear, as far as small cigar companies, um, who struggled, who just was blah? Um, so... So this is a cigar company that produces fantastic. We talked about Nestor Placencia a while ago. They produce great tobacco. This is another company that has amazing tobacco. In fact, 98% of the world's uh, the, the cigars in, on the market that are made with uh, the Sandress wrapper come from this company, mm. and that's Costa Turrent. Yeah. Um, Costa Turrent was really quiet. They were kind of tucked away in a corner. Um you know, Edgar Hoyle's over there now full time. He's he's in the blending process. He's making cigars. The eighteen eighty was a really star studded winner for them last year. Um, and made with all San Andreas tobacco. Uh the new Osak has also is San Andreas tobacco as well. So really featuring their tobacco, which is great. But it's you know, it just seemed it, it lacked the pizzazz, the punch, the mm. The, the the legs whatever you want to call it so it, it really it really was um you know it really was unfortunate for for that company just to to be a little quiet because i i mean because i dig their tobacco man i think you know i mean like i said 98 percent of the world's san andreas that finds its way onto a cigar is, is is grown by that family so yeah you know they're doing something right definitely you know? um so and again we have to preface this by saying during the trade show, you smoke a ton of cigars. Your palate gets wrecked. But sometimes a company will bring samples to the show, and they are just—they are absolutely not ready to be smoked. And what's what's a cigar you can think of that the sample that you were handed that it, it was either way too early to be released to the market, or you have a feeling it's just not going to be a good release. Um. You know, that's, you know, you, you, you put that one out there, Matt. And this was, this was, man, I would, I would love to, zing, I would love to, to deliver a zinger here, man. But I, I really just didn't, I really just didn't smoke anything. See, and that's the thing, man. I didn't smoke anything like, bam, Cinco de Cadiz, you know? Right. But, and I didn't, you know, there wasn't really anything that was just, it didn't, there was nothing that really hit me, bam, on the high level, but there was nothing that hit me on the really low level. Like there wasn't anything that was like, man, this sucks. It is yeah. terrible. Um, yeah. I I will tell you I was um, I was a little not disappointed. I was hoping um, I was hoping with uh, I was hoping that uh, that perhaps seven twenty four. I'm a big fan of that company. Love Kurt Kendall. Uh, Bo uh, uh, Bozer. I'm going to butcher his last name, and he told me how to pronounce it. It's going to be terrible. Uh, Bo Zarzeski is their new national uh, sales guy. Yeah, great fan of uh, of our show and stuff. He showed me around the booth. I'm very excited about what he's going to do and what I'm excited with the where the company's going. I was just hoping that they would have some. They would have brought something else to the to the booth. 
maybe there wasn't enough time. He's not a big brand. He doesn't want to be a big brand. I get that. I would have just been really excited to see something, um, something come out of there that that was a little bit more. They they, they brought the eighteen seventy fours, um, but the back and everything like that. But um, um, but Bo did give me a Lancero, uh, and that cigar was yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. So that's not even answering the question. Like I I really didn't have like a man. This was this was terrible. Um, I will tell you this though. There's a lot of fanfare and going back to an original question of where I think a short-term success cigar, because it's just something different and weird is the, the acquisition of Lars Teton by Alec Bradley. Um, I've smoked a couple guys, um, infusion or seasoned or marinated, whatever they call it, whatever their version of it's called, um, is not my bag. Um, and let's just leave it at that. Those cigars aren't my bag. Um, but but I think I, 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 they're 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 starting it off right. They're getting some buzz sure. around it. There's some work to be done, but I think I think they're uh, I think they're they got a long way to go on it. And frankly, the cigars didn't 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 really uh, didn't really didn't really wow me. But again, I don't think they were meant to because of it's not really my thing. So yeah, yeah. Um. Well, this other question we really kind of hit on al- already, which was which brand, which company do you think is most notably uh, struggling right now to connect with consumers? Oh, I got a different answer for this we, one. We talked about my father, but if you've got another answer, I want to I want to hear who you're thinking. Absolutely, Ashton. Ooh, really? That booth was okay, dead. That, that kind of surprises me. So they 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 had no action. No man. Okay. No, that booth that booth was dead. Think about it, guys. Guys, this is another cigar company that's not going anywhere. Right. right. Today, tomorrow, next year, Ashton is still going to be a perennial top 25-er. It, they, they're still going to sell the crap out of white label. Matt, how old's your, how old's your youngest kid? Which my, I still won't believe you, but that's fine. Go ahead and tell me the age. My youngest is nine. Okay. So uh, since we're going to – since T21 is going to happen, okay, it's not going to be nine years anymore. So when when your youngest turns 21 and can have a cigar legal for the first time, I am genuinely concerned. So we're talking about over 10 years. In 10 years, when this next generation of smoker comes around, I'm really worried about Ashton's place in the humidor. Wow. Oh, wow. Because Bold statement. Because because they they have a they don't have the allure even though they're made in the same place. They don't have the allure that Fuente does. Fuente is never going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, unless Imperial so Imperial is for sale, so Altidus is for yep. sale. So unless they sell someone to completely liquidate premium cigars, Romeo and Julieta is not going anywhere. It just mm-hmm. never will. Like whether you're, which, and your opinion of the cigars is, is, is mute. It makes, it right. has no bearing on it. But Ashton really is. Ashton is your dad's cigar, right? Ashton is some a cigar that you probably went to Matt when you were first starting. In fact, I remember you guys having this conversation, and it may have been or one of the ones close to it. But Ashton was really prominent when you guys started, when you claim you started smoking. Because I still don't believe how old you guys are. But <laughs> when you claim you started smoking, Ashton was around back then, and it was like there was the it was one of the it cigars, and oh, for, oh, for yeah for the best you know yeah. the best twenty years, they're great. They're 
you know, their, their founder is a cigar hall of famer for crying out loud. Yep. The lineage and the heritage is there and that where they make their cigars is at, you know, at Casa Fuente in Dominican Republic. So we know the cigars are good. We know the tobacco is good, yep. but they are failing to reach. In my opinion, they are failing to reach the end consumer, this next generation of it. I have plenty yep. of respect for them. They don't have to win me over. That's right. not the problem. I'm not the problem. Right. Yep. When that ESG, um, that was supposed to be all the rage really fell on its face and not as bad as symmetry. It it makes sense that, and not to get morbid, but if, if your consumer base is getting old and sorry, but if, if, if your consumer base is getting old and dying off and you're not doing anything whatsoever to reach that next gen, like you said, bear to reach that next generation of consumer base, then eventually, whether it's 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, if you never take those steps necessary to reach the next consumer base, your brand's going to go away. And it's become, it, it, and it's going to become uh, uh, a brand that 30 years from now, some the, you know, the next big player in the premium cigar industry is going to buy up that brand name just so they've got predicate stuff in their belt that they can re-release with new yeah. branding, new new look, new new marketing hype, and make all that, I'm sorry, but make all that money that you could have made and reach yep. that, sorry, got bugs flying in my nose, but reach that next consu- consumer that, that you failed to reach. And it sounds like, unfortunately, Ashton might be headed down that road if they're not careful. So, guys, in 25 years, I'll be 60, okay? I'm 35 years old. So, in 25 years, I'll be 60 years old. How sad will it be if I'm 60 years old, I've grown kids, and Ashton's made by someone that I that you and I have never even heard of yet, right. you know? Or, or, or it's gone. You know, I mean, it's not the same. You know, like mm-hmm. that, that's, that's what I'm afraid of. Like, I'm not, you know, like I told you guys, I was going to bring some fire tonight, and this certainly stirs the pot a little bit because there's such a – there's such a you know legacy brand and everything, but Ashton really has failed to reach. And I, okay, now this is not firsthand knowledge. Okay, this was not my firsthand experience, so I wanna I wanna preface this. But I had members of the fellow members of the media, and two retailers, two retailers, their customers at this yeah. trade show, they went into the booth and were blown off. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's. Now, that- problem the for them. varying definition of blown off like basically you know you could say if they weren't coddled that you, you can't really say they were blown off but i yeah. mean that that those were the words mm-hmm. i'm quoting people those were the words that were used and that yeah. was that 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 disappoints me i mean what yeah. else can i say that disappoints yeah. me you know no, i hear so. you well hopefully they can turn it around and and uh you know because it's you know that I, I gotta be honest that uh that vsg is still just a, a cigar that I, I reach for on a regular basis. Right. The white label yeah. and the VSG. And even, should, even the classics. Yeah. yeah. Should be in everybody's humidor. Um, well, yeah, you know, best of luck to Ashton turning that around. And, and, you know, I still dig their products. I just hope they can maybe take some steps to uh, um, remember that there's, there's a generation coming up. That's yeah. going to be getting into premium cigars in the next five to 10 years. And, if uh, they, they, I just don't want them to get left behind. Yeah, until then, you and I will be smoking white label and VSG and be happy about it because yep. you know yeah. <laughs> we'll, we we'll enjoy it and we'll we'll laugh at the kids that are missing out. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's like the Franklin Aza that's 
that's going out. Yeah. Yes. By the way, Garrett, we need to buy, we need to we need to go in on this this box, man. Nineteen sixty ones. If there's any left, if Matt hasn't bought them all from JRs at this point, I'm not. I'm not saying nothing. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't bought anything. Do, 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 do. No, I, I actually haven't because I've been too stinking busy and um, saving my pennies for a move. So, um, although I may have purchased a couple cigars online today <laughs> that I found a deal on. Um, so it's here's a quick little. Uh, let me get a puff in here. Uh, by the way, this cigar, it's lights out. Yeah, this this. Uh, t- 2019 Angels Anvil from Crown Heads. Uh, John Huber, Miguel, Brian McGee, you guys lights out this cigar. You 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 hit another, uh, you know, um, you hit another another ball up into the upper deck. It's a yep. very fine cigar. Well Stellar done. Smoke, a lot Stellar. of strength. Um, so here's a, a little lightning round of you know all the all the hype with the press releases leading up to the trade show. All the coverage that I saw you guys give at the trade show. I got a lightning round of uh, cigars that I was. Uh, that I am super excited to try and will be trying over the next, uh, basically the rest of 2019. Okay. Um, the M M Bombay M Cuba Mayora, because I was very, I was a big fan of the M Cuba that came out last year. Um, especially that, uh, Lonsdale size, uh, the Nakia or the, I, the, I don't the Nika, yeah. The the Nika, thing's yeah. Awesome. yeah. Um, so excited to try that Mayora. Um, and, uh, it's on my list, although we talked about the the brand as a whole. But I I do want to try the uh, uh, Promesa from my father, um, if it ever <laughs> if it ever actually makes it onto the market. It's a thing. Um, if not, you could just look at all the look at all the I marketing can, pieces and then remark the, how pretty it is. Look at all the pretty bands. Super pretty. Um, excited for all the dissident stuff. Um, Benjamin Holt. Um, very. W- I was very excited to see that dissident brand get resurrected, and and honestly even more excited that it was Benjamin that was bringing it, bringing it back. I just think he's, he's the right guy for the job to bring that brand back. And he turned it into something, although the name is the same and the names of the facings are the same. He made that brand his very own. And I am so excited to try each and every one of those blends to see what he turned them into. I couldn't, super couldn't agree excited. more. We're going to talk about that later, but couldn't agree more. Um, uh, the, the new version of the big poppy, uh, the big poppy slugger, if I'm not mistaken is the name of it. I'm excited to try that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I love El Artista as a brand. Uh, I think they're good people. And, uh, you know, the fact that big poppy put his name on one of the cigars, um, you know, I, uh, I love that, that guy and anything he puts his name on. Hashtag whether, get better. Yeah. Hashtag get better. Whether it's, whether it's cigars or, you know, whatever the guy puts his name on. I'm I'm probably going to be into it because I just love that dude. He was supposed to be there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, recovery. When you, when you get it, when you get a shot a month before, it's kind of hard to make make a trip. <laughs> it's just no. Right? It's I mean, stupid. what a tragic dude. I mean, I mean, just I'm you know, guys, I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. Bleed bleed Red Sox red, and yeah, and Big Poppy's one of my boys. I mean, has been right? so like. Coop told me moments on before I went on live on a show. I had Taryn Triley on, who's also a Red Sox fan. Yeah, and we were just kind of like. Holy crap! You, you know. found out about his shooting right before you went live. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Um, I'm a bit. I've been a big Placencia fan for the last few years since they've been, you know, putting their own name on on their own lines of cigars. I love the Alma uh, Alma Fuerte. I love the Alma del, del Campo. And now I'm super excited when it comes out to try the uh, the Alma del Fuerte. So very excited for that one. 
Um, the protocol, Sir Robert Peel. Uh, I've heard great things. Very excited for that one as well. Uh, the uh, High Clare Castle Maduro, which I know there's another name for it. What uh, Bear? Do you recall the Victorian. name? Victorian. Victorian. Thank you. Uh, excited for that one. Uh, the AJ Fernandez Diaz de Gloria. Very excited for that one. I mean, it's AJ, so it's probably going to be good. Uh, the of course the the Roma Craft Baca. Very excited for that. Um, I may or may not have a box on pre-order. I'm not saying anything. Um, the uh, uh, the sober How many people you have to kill for that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not saying anything. Garrett uh, Garrett's still with us, so I know it wasn't him. I know he didn't no, go down. No, he no, it wasn't him. Um, the uh, this we were very we reviewed the uh, the collaboration the Balmoral uh, oh. duetto, which we both reviewed super high score um, on HowAboutThatCigar.com. And and I thought it was a great collaboration. I mean, of course, it's EP Carrillo, so I I knew I was going to love it. But the next collaboration is with LFD, and the uh, Paso the Doble. Paso Doble. I'm super excited for that one as well. Um, uh, not just the cigar, but the company made a big splash. I heard a lot about them, uh, and that's Ace Prime. Uh, so very excited to try the stuff from them. I've I've heard very good things, and uh, in a in an industry that is under so much uh, just doom and gloom with the FDA. I'm grateful anytime I see a company trying to make inroads, and and I'm excited for what they're doing, and I hope they have a lot of success. The Dominique Wilkins cigar is is solid, guys. It's, it's, it's it. really good. Nice, really good. Yeah, I heard great things from so many different people. Um, all the the new HVC stuff, uh, the uh, the HVC Serie A, and uh, then there was another one which I'm sorry I don't recall right now, but I've been an HVC. Oh, the five twenty. Yes, the five twenty. Uh, I've I've been a fan of theirs since they hit the scene, and I look forward to the new stuff as well. Um, Broadleaf uh, is regular production now, so is it regular uh, production? Broadleaf is regular production. Now. Oh, that's I'm very glad to hear that because uh, very good cigar. Um, the Psycho 7 Nicaragua, uh, Indiana Ortez. Um, I mean, she's, she's just a, she's, she's a wonderful person and she comes from a, a family of great tobacco mines. Um, and, uh, very excited to see the project that she got to basically develop as her baby from, from the ground up and excited to try it. Cigar's good. Good Um, and then the last one I had on my list, which is actually the, probably the one I'm most excited about is the collaboration between Drew Estate and uh, Willie Herrera mm. and crowned heads La Coalition. Yes. Uh, I haven't heard, smoked it yet. Heard great things. And uh, I saw, I heard their interview on the hot ticket podcast and just, just hearing John and Willie talk about the cigar made me even more excited to try it. So can't wait till, and actually I think it's going to be hitting shops here in the cities very soon. Nice. So excited. Can't for that wait. One. Um, so bear, we're going to switch gears. This is where the real fire comes (laughs) in 2020. IPCPR is changing its name to PCA, which I think is a great move. I think IPCPR was a disaster. The name was a disaster. I, I think it just, it didn't speak to anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think PCA is simplified. It's concise. I think it makes sense. Okay. And, but, you know, I had my initial reactions when the press releases started coming out that next year they're going to have. The press releases or the leaks? 
Let's, well, let's okay. That's a that's a good point. The, I'll say the leaks because they're. I suppose to this day, there never actually has been an official press release. Um, and if there was, it only went to a couple outlets. Um, n- there were rumors about it forever. And ever since the rumors started flowing, I I had my opinions about it. And that is, the rumors were, someday there's going to be a consumer day at the industry trade show. There's going to be a consumer day. Um, and it turns out next year, that's going to be a real thing. And I, I, I still joke about it, but I'm actually, it's, it's not a joke. They stole, they stole that name from me. I've been calling the IPCPR trade show cigar con for years. Um, so bastards. Yeah. They stole that from me. Um, I think you should like find some old video of you and send it to them and like (laughs) royalties, 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 or just free membership for life. I'm not asking for much. guys. I'm not asking for much, just free membership and free flights and accommodations. That's it. That's not, not asking for too much. No, no worries. Um, Got it. So they are next year. There's going to be, Oh, there's going to be a consumer day and it's going to be called cigar con. And as of right now, although everything's very preliminary, it could change right now. They're saying it's going to be the first day of the trade show. Correct. Um, um, I have different information. You have different. Okay. Tell me what information you have. Uh, the information I have is it looks like it was decided um, that it's going to be the last day. So they moved it? They moved it. Now, what it looks like is um, the first, so they're going to have the um, all of the workshops and everything on day one. Day two. Workshops we, for consumers or workshops no, the same as before for retailers? For retailers. And, okay. uh, day two, um, they'll have a uh, walkthrough for media and uh, retailers, but they can't place any orders until day three. So day two is literally just walking around. Now, now I'm giving you, now I'm getting even more upset about the whole thing, but so uh, where'd you hear this? Garrett? I heard it from a retailer who, who just came. Okay. And, uh, he's not happy about it because, um, in his mind, why show up for the first two days? Right. Well, there's a there's a lot of that. So let's let's start at the beginning. Bear, how about that new name, PCA? Um. Well, you know, director. Uh, first of all, I want to give a hats off to some stellar reporting uh, by Charlie Minato and the guys at Half Wheel for for digging that digging that story up. Yeah. Um. Definitely. And and really bringing it to light. Um. You know, there there was a teaser that had been floated out, and there was a heck of a job of reporting by those guys. And you, those guys can kind of be polarizing to, uh, on, in certain circles. Um, you know, uh, they they take a lot of flack, um, but this was a stellar job of, uh, of of reporting, guys. And that's that's anyone who says differently, I'll 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 go to fisticuffs on it because well, I, really I have I have no problem saying, and I've I've said it multiple times in the past that that half wheel is. Half Wheel is one of the only cigar media websites, and they're they're only a very very small group of cigar media websites that I that I visit every single day. They do a tremendous job of covering the industry, 
And there is there is no one there is not a single cigar media outlet that does a better job at covering the legislative side of cigars. Um so they they do a stellar job and they did a great job at uh, sort of bringing out some of the early facts about uh, PCA. But sorry, Barrett, please continue. Yeah, so just hats off to them for the great start reporting. Now, Director Director Pierce was very emphatic about uh, in his opening announcement about how he got uh, they not he the organization got tremendous feedback on the name. They floated this around to to retailers. They floated this around to companies. They floated this around. It's remarkable about the number of people they claimed that they asked about it. Yet this was the first time that we heard about it. You know, it was the leak, and the and the great job of reporting by Halfwheel. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm surprised of how many people they supposedly asked. But the, the, he was very emphatic that he, they did a lot of due diligence and got a lot of feedback on the name. Uh, the question that the question that I asked, the question where, that I had questions for, but he he answered that in that in that very emphatic statement was like. Where do pipes fit in now, guys? You know, pipes are, you know, the pipe industry is, is incredibly mm-hmm. small and they basically get left out of the name now. Um, and, you know, where does that put them in the standing with the organization? Um, and what is this organization for? What is right. IPCPR PCA for? Exactly. It is specifically for the retailer. Amen. And retailers know where to be found in the name. So it's, it's an, int- uh, I, uh, to your point, Matt, you're you're absolutely right. It's concise, it's simplified. It's much easier to say than P- IPCPR. Um, you know, Doc, uh, Director Pierce brought up a a, a pretty uh, startling point that when he went uh, up to the to the hill in Washington to have a sit down with the, uh, with some le- legislators, that when they thought they were sitting down with the IPCPR, they thought it was an organization, a health organization, uh, a health organization because of CPR in the name. Yeah, that's a true story. That's, you know, according to Director Pierce. So it's, yeah, you know, we needed something that said this is what we are. So I, I, I agree with that. I don't, I don't hate the name. I like the cool, I like the logo. I like what it stands for, the coloration, you know, yeah. the, the green, the brown and the gray represents the product, you know, the process again of a cigar, not pipe tobacco or right. pipes. But it represents the the tobacco in the field, the tobacco when it's cured and ready to be to be smoked, and then the gray represents the ash. So I, I, I like the imagery. Yeah. Um. You know, I like the the metaphor behind it and the simplification. Yes, but I, I'm not. I've just got questions on how some of these some of these very specific areas of the organization are kind of left out in the cold. Yeah. Um. But apparently, according to feedback, no problems. So. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't, um, I don't love it. Don't hate it. Uh, also, I would like to correct my statement. What? Uh, the uh, the cigar con will be day one, so uh, it will be. That's where it still stands as of right now. Workshops. Yeah. They have close to a year to change. Basically, to workshops, change then cigar con, then retailers. Yeah. Um, and the American League just won the All Star game. What? Nice. I like it. Um, so uh, they're moving the dates forward uh, starting on July 10th. 
uh, this year, which I think is a, a extremely smart move. It would be even smarter to, you know, move to March or April. But um, what do you think about that there? The date changes. Uh, you know, you know, attendance was a theme this year, guys. And if it hadn't been for Cigar Con and PCA, uh, it probably would have been the dominant conversation. Uh, day three, day four was, day four was really was a lot lower than even last year's last half day. Yeah. Day three was really low attended. Uh, I gotta say, from what I saw. Okay. Um, now, granted, now here's my perspective, guys. Last year was my first IPCPR that I attended. This was this is my second. Now, they were at two different venues, okay? One was at the Las Vegas Convention Center. The uh, This one was at the Sands Expo. Uh, so from my perspective, um, different layout. Don't know if that changes the dynamic of what I saw, um, but that was just kind of my observation. So yeah. the, the third day, very, very low attended. Um, it was... Uh, so it, you know, attendance is. I think attendance has been a has been an issue for a number of years now, and they're they're trying to to figure out. We're going to get into the biggest hot button issue here in two seconds, but they're trying to they're trying to stir the pot. They're trying to generate energy. They're trying to generate attendance, and uh, and and bolster it. Um, I really wish they do not publish their numbers because they do not scan badges, and so the attendance the attendance is based on badge numbers. And I still think they're counting it wrong because apparently they count. They sh- okay. So if we had the three of us had a cigar shop called you know Matt and Garrett's place, I won't throw my name into it. Matt and Garrett's tobacco you know outlet. The they would count this as three badges, and that's not right. Right. It should be one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because exactly. we're got it's one buying power. Right. Exactly. One buying power, one membership. So, so in theory, you know, as a retailer, I could bring more staff to experience to get help because the trade show is still huge, right? To get help to to give my guys, my guys and gals, experience or whatever for any number of reasons. But I'm still the same buying power. If I increase my number of badges next year, that's going to quote unquote increase attendance, but it's not increasing buying power so that they're not publishing those numbers and they don't scan badges so it, it particularly with this year with the, the the leak and the pre-announcement there were a lot of people that were sour on it before i even got to hear the announcement there might have been people i don't know if it was five i don't know if it was 10 i don't know if it was one but if it was one to a hundred retailers that decided to stay home because they're like f this i'm not dealing with this organization that's changing the name and doing cigar con and blah 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 yeah they stayed home they bought badges already, and if you're counting badges, well, then yeah, who knows what that does to the number? So it's it's yeah, it's kind of a big mystery. And again, the, with a different layout, I can't. I, unfortunately, I just I I cannot offer expert testimony on that. Um, yeah. Just from what I saw, day three was very was very low key, and day four was very 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 dead. Okay, okay. Um. Well, the big, I mean, the big elephant in the room for the whole, the whole thing is the consumer day cigar con. Um, I have opinions about it, but I want to know your opinions bear. I want to know not only your own personal opinions, but because you come at it from a few different angles, you work in retail in cigar retail, and you also, um, work in cigar media. 
So you see it from a few different angles. And so I want to know from a cigar media perspective, what do you think about CigarCon? And what do you mm. think about CigarCon from a cigar retailer perspective? Well, don't forget, I'm also a consumer, Matt, just like you. Oh, sorry. And, and yeah, that, that, and, that goes without saying. Yeah. Yeah. And so from three different perspectives here, guys, there was a long time that this was last year was a real culmination for me. Last year was, 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 you know, not to be melodramatic and not to be over the top and I'm not trying to be, I'm being pretty sincere. It was a dream come true. Yeah. Uh, to attend the show was, it was a dream come true. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to work it in a, in, in any capacity yeah. was a dream come true. Um, and it was something that I wanted for years. And, you know, my, my general manager and my store did a great job of preparing me. Cause he said, you got to understand this is work bear. Yes. We have a good time. It's great. It's fun. We get to see lots of people that we know and build relationships and it's a good time that the, the, there's no other way. I mean, there's any, not a, there's not a part of it that really sucks, you know? Right. Um, but it is an enjoyable time, but it is work. Right. And, and I got to go into that knowing that that's what it entailed. And so I had a different respect for it and everything. And so it wasn't what consumers feel that it, that it is. And so to that point, I, I can understand consumers wanting to go. Um, but from, to your question, Matt, from a cigar media perspective, um, I, um, I, I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. Ditto. Um, I, I, they, I will applaud them in the press conference after the big announcement in which cigar media were allowed to ask questions. Um, they were very candid. Uh, they were hammered uh, by two media outlets continuously and repeatedly asking the same question in a variant of different ways about costs. You know, what's this going to cost? Is, is this going to cost this person this much? Is this going to cost this? What is gonna, what's it going to cost? What's it going to cost? So their cost was a huge theme and uh, by two media outlets asking the variant of questions in, 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 in a varying amount of ways. But it was, And they didn't know. And they said it as much. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I applaud their candor. Um, however, um, that just leads me to more questions. Like if this, if this is the idea that you're going forward with, and it is going forward, there's no stopping it now, guys. They they – there it's it's going to happen yeah it, it's going to happen there's there's it, there's, yeah, no there's no way of stopping them. yeah there's no stopping this train they would absolutely look foolish they would look three times as bad um yeah, totally. and it's but how's it going to happen what's going to happen what's going to entail they want to sell 4500 badges to this thing guys first of all since that's all since hold on so they they want to sell forty five hundred badges just on the consumer side. Yeah, Sakarcon. That's the goal for the first year. Forty five hundred. Wow. Okay. And they don't know the cost. They don't know the cost. Well, there ha- I have seen some preliminary costs for different tiers of consumer um, consumer entry. Right. So again, to that point, like there's just a lot more questions that I have. So as a media member. This is something that we've been asking for for a number of years. And I haven't been part of the brotherhood, so to speak, for as long as you have, Matt. And you haven't been as long as guys like Charlie and Coop and Eric and um, the Blind Man's Puff guys, even Cigar Fed. They've been around for longer than we've got, than we've have as as entities. How about that cigar and and also from our take? So 
they have a lot more a lot more time and skin in the game and a lot more beefs. Uh, Stogie review. Ben Ben Lee does an incredible job there. Um, ben and Brian, those guys, they uh, they were the ones that really started coverage of the show. They're actually responsible for that's popular in my opinion. And Coop feels the same way. They're responsible for generating what now is CigarCon, and that's not a negative. Right, but Absolutely. the desire for consumers to go was generated by these videos that guys like Stogie Review did. So, um, um, so to that point, this is access that we've wanted as media for a long time and haven't been given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, a media outlet was able to get on the floor in years past, but using different badges. They weren't using media badges, right. and so um, it's a it's a it's a problem because. They they want so the, the desired intent and the message that was hammered into our brains was that consumers are going to be brought in, they're going to get excited about the product, and they're going to tell their retailer who's there with them as their tour guide. I shit you not. Oh yeah, their retailer is going to be holding their hands through all these progressions and stages and stuff, and they're going to be sitting there taking feedback from their re- from their consumers. Oh, I want to bring in uh, the new foundation cigar. I want to bring in the new soccer cigar. I want to bring in the new my father cigar. Look at that pretty band. Um, so, <laughs> guys, that's our job, right? And yeah. that's been our job for a long time. Yeah, and that's also the retailer's job. Mm-hmm. Because you know what is there are a lot of great retailers out there and there are a lot of good retailers out there and the good retailers, they can't afford to bring in everything. They just can't. It's just not financially feasible. And it, you know what? The, the cost doesn't dictate it. Okay. Let's, let's take a look at Dunbarton tobacco and trust the unicorn, the hundred dollars cigar. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, if, if I'm in the business of looking for repeat buy, I want repeat buy. I'm not interested in that cigar from a business, you know, from a, from a business point of view, I'm not interested in that cigar because I'm not going to get a repeat guy. Right. Matt, I will sell it to you one time and that's it. Yep. It's a once in a lifetime or, or, you know, it's a, it's a getting married, buying a house, having a baby, uh, rare, you know, uh, Haley's Comet kind of cigar. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not a regular production item. So, I mean, it's not necessarily something I have to necessarily worry about. Steve can only produce through so many of those anyway. So, right. But at the same time, it, it, my consumer is going to tell me that they want this, they want that, they want this, they want that, they want this, they want that. I want everything, Matt, just like you do and just like Garrett does. We want to smoke yeah. everything. Yeah. As consumers, we want to smoke everything. I want a 60,000 square foot walk in humidor at my, you know, at my brick and mortar shop. That's what I want. But yeah. you, can't, you can't have it. Yeah, there's just very few retailers in this country that produce that kind of buying power. Right. And and you know you know uh you know Abe Debabna, Smoke In, Jeff Borswitz, Corona Cigar, uh Dave Garofalo, who we're gonna mention in a minute. Yeah. Uh and you know, those guys are the guys that have the, the buying power and the humidor space to be able to to buy a, pretty much anything they want and will yeah. sell and will move virtually anything they want. Exactly. Um, and so can they can have that conversation with the consumer. If there's a one cigar that they don't do. But I'll, I'll tell you what, as, as wide variety as Jeff has at Corona Cigar Company, guess what? There are cigars that he doesn't have, and they are for, he doesn't bring it in for a specific reason. And it's not he, – he's Jeff's a businessman. Right. It's not personal. It's business. 
He could absolutely yep. love you to death, man. Yep. And not bringing your cigar because like, man, I, I'm not going to make money on it. If I'm not going to make money on it, I'm not going to do it. There's no point. Yeah, you know? that's exactly right. There are a lot of great cigars on the market. Cigars that get released every year, cigars that are perennial favorites that Jeff's not going to carry, that Abe's not going to carry, that Dave is not going to carry. You know and, what the worst enemy right now for a cigar company is producing a seven to eight dollar cigar that's really good. It's yeah. the worst thing you can do in this market. Yeah. The 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 overwhelming majority of retailers are not looking to bring in another seven to eight dollar cigar. They've already got two hundred of them. Right. Yep. They're looking for that next great fifteen to seventeen dollars cigar. Right. Yep. The next twenty five. The eight dollar price point. That's the that's the that's the buyer's cigar. That's that 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 your your consumers that's your everyday consumers that come in off the street that maybe buy total number of sticks maybe they buy a hundred cigars a year or less right exactly that's your and and it's just like having a, a housing market that's saturated with two hundred and fifty thousand dollar houses if you put another two hundred and fifty thousand dollar house on the market good luck yeah good good luck and godspeed to you and so to, to that, the original question about media, like that, that's a big concern of ours is being led on the trade show floor because and, and because they're basically diluting our product. Yeah. That's a question that I have. So we're covering the show and we're just putting out pictures and content about the ste- about the Dunbar Tobacco and Trust Sober Mesa Brulee. Yeah. Guess what? By the time we get our content, as, as insider information as we'll know, because we'll have access on day two. After Cigar Con. Yeah. Guess what? Pictures of brulee are going to be in the tens of thousands through social media outlets. People bragging about, look what I got. Yep. It's already been covered. It's, it's already, already been, covered. it's already been covered. It's already, then, it, it's already diluted our product. Now, now some big time media, media guys will tell you that they're not necessarily worried about that. Coop is actually, I brought up that point to Coop, but he's not necessarily worried about that point, but I'm telling you that. I would be shocked if click rates aren't down next year after CigarCon. I'll be shocked. I just right. will be. And right. if I'm wrong about I which I hope I am, if I'm wrong about that, then fantastic. Well, let's say that because let's talk about the consumers who would be going to CigarCon. They're not your average everyday consumers. They're the consumers who are cigar nerds mm-hmm. or you know, the the limited number of guys who aren't cigar cigar nerds but just happen to have the means High to, rollers. They, they're high yeah. rollers. They've got the money. They don't care. They're going to go and they're going to bring their their bros with them and and you know go to the show. Right. So let's say because I I agree that forty five hundred is a very lofty goal for them for selling consumer badges. Let's say they get half of that. So That's let's true. say let's say for the first day of the show, which is going to be Cigar Con, they have. 2250 consumers walk on that show floor the vast majority of those 2250 consumers are going to be like us they're going to be the cigar nerds who are totally into the culture and the process but they don't happen to run their own cigar media sites they just they're just cigar nerds but they do have a presence on social media and they they are for lack of a better term influencers whether yeah. it's on Facebook or Instagram, mm-hmm. that first day, those 2,250 are going to be hammering social media with all the information 
that all the other cigar nerds who don't go to consumer day they're going to find that information they're going to consume that information and then when it's time for me garrett you coop charlie emmett eric all the other cigar media people to start covering it they're the 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 consumers who want that information well guess what they already got it mm-hmm they already got that information. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be as 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 refined and detailed. You know, or they'll correct. get more quick or correct. Hit wrong, or correct. Just... Yeah, a lot of it will just be you know incorrect, or you know, in some cases, it'll just be a picture, and it'll just be you know, sort of thumbing their nose at their friends who didn't go to cigar con. It's like, ha ha, look at what I got, and you didn't. But uh, I I agree with you a hundred percent. That and let me when when we started how about that cigar how about that cigar is is consumer focused cigar info and entertainment we care about the consumers we care about every level of consumers so i don't want for any in any way shape or form to give consumers the idea that i think consumers shouldn't have an avenue to go and and really dig into the the deep inner workings of the cigar industry and see all this cool product and everything but the fact of the matter is there are already multiple consumer geared consumer focused cigar shows all throughout the year yeah that are great shows that yeah, are absolutely. actually they're 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 built for the consumer and mm-hmm. and the the IPCPR slash PCA trade show is not a consumer show it's and not. to just suddenly take this thing and say say to all these manufacturers you know you now have to completely revamp the way that you're doing this show which if for a lot of these companies it ends up being a quarter to a third of their business for the year you now have to completely redo the way you work everything for this for this biggest event of the year for you just because we're going to throw in a new element and and turn it into a, a consumer based consumer focused event and I, it, it, I'm not saying it can't work, but if they don't, mm-hmm. like Skip Martin said, the devil's in the details. And if they don't really fine tune this down to the tiniest little detail, it's going to be a shit show that is not going to get them the result that they want. No, I totally agree. And let's not let's not to mention all those changes that you're asking you're asking your manufacturers to make. It's much to their chagrin as well. Yeah, there were there were, there were a lot of man there were a lot of manufacturers that were. Uh, marginal. It's the range from uh, marginally unpleased to downright pissed. Yeah, about this. Now there were some positives. You know, there were some people that were excited about it. Um, you know, I spoke to uh, you know, to Pete Johnson, who is all for it. Okay. And he and he laid it out. He's like, you know, he laid it out. You have to. We have to support the industry. And this is another form of supporting the industry. And if you're gonna be in this industry, you need to support it. And his point is completely valid. I'm I, again. I'm not necessarily saying that I think this is a terrible idea. In in essence, I think it's a terrible idea because it's half baked, and I think yeah. it's a terrible right. idea because, to your point, it's not geared toward it. It this this space is just not geared toward the consumer. They're going to have to redo everything now. People like Pete Johnson are happy to do it. Michael Herklaus is another one. Nat Sherman, who had same similar sentiments. We got to support the industry. And 
I applaud them. Yeah. And and I and I hope that they can get more people on board with this. Rocky Patel was it was actually the designated manufacturer that spoke was was on stage was was the right hand to Scott Pierce about this. Uh, Christian Iro was up there as well. And so I mean there there are manufacturers, big manufacturers, you know, Pete, Herklotz, um, Iroa and Patel. These are these are not nobodies. These are not absolutely uh, guys. These are major players in the industry. Yeah. And they they got support. They rallied and got some good support. But they now they have a bigger challenge of getting the bulk, the majority of these people involved and getting them just as excited as they are. If not, if not excited, fake it till you make it, baby, because they got to do it. Yeah. They got to get it done. And I'm 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 all I'm all for improving this industry. I'm all for generating excitement. I'm all for consumer awareness because they because there just isn't that much out there. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you walk into a humidor and in y'all's case, because y'all don't work in the retail space, I do. How many times have you overheard someone walk in and say, Hey, where are your Cubans? <laughs> consumer consumer ignorance is 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 yeah. rampant in this yeah. industry. And it, it, I, I'm not calling consumers idiots. I'm not saying that. There just isn't a good education outlet out there. Right. There yeah. just really isn't. And if this can be the foundation for that, that's sign me up. Yeah. I agree. Right. The way that it's being presented right now is just there's just so many questions it's and it's just not out. for it. Yeah, it's got to be rolled out with care and and attention to detail. My idea has always been because, again, let's talk about consumer education. This is the theme, right? This is what they're this is what they're driving to. This is the this is the point of CigarCon, right, is educating the consumer, engaging with the consumer, bringing the consumer in. There are hundreds of amazing consumer events around the country rocky mountain cigar festival the great smoke the big smokes yep. all these are consu- engage with them there exactly show your ass up and so hey we're pca we're the ones that represent the industry and we're going to show you how we're going to guarantee to keep your cigars where you want them in your right. humidor exactly yeah join us join us in the fight here's what the fight's all about here's what the fda is saying here's what this is saying by the way oh and here's a beer yeah, you want to have some fun with it too. Yeah, you know, so there are plenty. There's plenty of opportunity for them to do it. Yeah, um, in more appropriate avenues. I just don't agree that this is it. Now, if they pull it off, look, I'll be the first one to say that I was wrong, and I'll be the first one to cheer them on. I'm yeah. like, I I want this industry to go for. I don't want to be pissed about it. Far from it. Yeah. I want to be excited about this, but I'm just not. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Um, I, th- I think it could be, it has the potential to be a great thing, but I'm getting the sense early on that it is not being given the the attention to detail that is required. And that could end up being detrimental and having the opposite effect that they that they're hoping for if they get 22 the half that you talked about matt if they get 22 it's a it's it's a tremendous success i agree i won't i will i won't i won't mention that at all i won't mention the word the number 4500 at all next year yeah if 2200 consumers show up i will see that as an incredible positive and i will applaud them for it it'll be a beautiful thing so what do you think the biggest potential benefit to the cigar industry is to having a cigar con Consumer awareness, consumer, consumer awareness. education. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, because, and 
yeah. having more and having a better informed consumer, um, I think it it's it's better all around. Everybody and wins. Everybody wins because you, you're better informed about the, the the process of how where the products come from and and the whole process behind creating these products and and you get a um you know that every business is all about relationships but there's something about the the premium cigar industry that is more so it is it is so relationship driven and if you can build a more uh uh person to person relationship with your mm-hmm. consumer mm-hmm. you're going to be better off and if they're able to pull it off with cigar con i will applaud it and yeah. i will i will eat a plate full of crow absolutely give me two plates man yeah yeah um and obviously the that next question is what what is the biggest risk to the potential risk of having cigar con that i'm right that that it falls on its face it falls on its face yeah, that and that's exactly yeah. my my opinion too and that, instead of 4500 it's actually that that number 42500 yeah. which is a lot of people don't get me wrong um that they don't have that it's not organized right they consumers go home disappointed here's an here's the thing we're not talking about guys they are they are they were emphatic about this point this is not going to be a trick or treat event they will not be trick or treating they will not be get okay look if i'm a consumer and consumer education is something that we all agree is lacking and my understanding of the cigar trade show is an ignorant one. And I understand that people go and they come back with goodie bags full of cigars. Well, I want that. Now they're opening up to consumers. Sign me up. I want that. Yeah. And if I come home with 30 sticks and, you know, I'm just pulling this with all due respect, I'm pulling this up because it's a well-respected brand. But if I come back with a Arturo Fuente short story, and a Rocky Patel in 1992, and an Ashton White, and throw out a, a cigar that's really popular that's been around a for a while, Mac a Macanudo, or or even Drew Estate Nicarustica. Yeah, it's been on the market for a while. Uh, Crown Heads Four Kicks, not even the Four Kicks Maduro. If I'm coming home with that, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not going to feel wowed. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to feel I'm not I'm not going to feel all warm and touchy about it. You know, I'm just I'm yeah. just not. So but if I was a if I was a manufacturer, you know, if I was if if I was Skip and Mike or if I was Steve Saka or if I was um, Nick Melillo, I would. I would want to save my samples of the new hotness. For my retailers, the retailers, I'm sorry, but I would I would. I would want to. I I would give, I I would give my my core brands, for lack of a better term, I would give my my seasoned core brands to the consumers at CigarCon, and I would save the new hotness for my retailers because that's what drives my business. Did your guy Stogies on Grand? Did he go to the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Go and ask him next time you're in the in the shop. Go and ask the guy and say, hey, are are you excited about potentially selling these tickets for PCA? And are you are you do you want to escort them? You want to escort do you want to escort me around? Ask him that. That that's where Garrett's insider info came from. Was Mark was Mark W at 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 Stogie's on Grand. We uh we talked about this actually uh tonight. I did a mini little interview and 
going to do a destination uh, write up for howaboutthatcigar.com. And um, uh, we talked about this particular subject um, kind of off the record, but his, uh, his take was no idea what this is going to do. Yeah. Nobody knows. We have no idea. Um, still nothing's in stone, but, um, you know, from a retailer's per- perspective, um, he doesn't know how it's going to affect them. He just knows it's going to be a shit show for the manufacturers that are going to have to completely redo how they approach the PCA yeah. uh, event. And um, it, so there's just so many unknowns. Yeah. Well, and Barrett, you, you hit the nail on the head a little bit ago when you said about driving business. The 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 retailers, their number one question, the, the reason that they do things like spend the money on going to the trade show, the reason that the manufacturers spend the money on going to the trade show is they 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 do uh they do a cost benefit analysis is this going to drive my business and if the answer is no i'm not going to do it because it's not going to drive my business it's not personal it's just business yeah it's not that i don't care about the consumers but my 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 the way i engage with the consumers is in my shop not at a trade show in vegas i engage right. the consumers in my shop and the way that the the way that the manufacturers drive their business is at the trade show, interacting with the retailers and interacting with the media. Um, and I'm talking interacting with the real media, not interacting with some guy who's got three thousand followers on Instagram. Um, and the mm-hmm. the retailers drive their business through their relationships in the shop. And the manufacturers drive their business through the trade show and through their events and through their own media presence, where, whether, they, whether they advertise uh, in print magazines, online, whether they have their own social media following, whatever it is. But I don't think that in, in the end, once this experiment is played out, I don't think I think that both the manufacturers and the retailers are going to find that this does nothing to drive their business. Right. Totally agree. And there are better ways to engage the consumer than shoehorning in a consumer day to, uh, to a yearly um, industry event that is meant to uh, build those manufacturer retailer relationships. So that's my take on it. Absolutely. So two two big points on this, guys. There's already a fallout. PCA has already lost a million dollars in business for next year. And here's how. Is this? Uh, yeah, I think I know who you're talking Dave about. Dave Garofalo is not yeah. coming back. So Dave Garofalo is not coming back. And he's not. So that means United's not going to be there. So that's a booth space and cigars and support yep. from cigar company. And Dave Garofalo is not bringing his million dollars that he spends every year at, at the trade show. A yeah. million bucks, guys. Easily a million. I mean, he and he's one of the best retailers in the country. And he moves a lot of product. And he has a lot of, I mean, everybody knows Dave Garofalo. Whether you're a consumer, if you're a consumer, then you listen to his podcast. And you buy from his online, uh, his online presence. 
And if you're a manufacturer, you absolutely know Dave Garofalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't, it's because he's not buying your stuff. And you should know Dave Garofalo. Yeah, you should. Yeah. And so, and guys, I mean, I, I, I can't, unfortunately, I, unfortunately, I can't, I can't tell you who, but as of today still, and it, I confirmed it earlier today, there is a really prominent company that did not secure their booth space for next year. And they're still, they still have, they still have not gotten it. Yeah. And that's something that's usually done during the trade show. They exactly people, companies want to secure their booth space. They want to make sure they get the the spot that they either can either they want the either the prime location or one that they can afford or a combination of the two. Um, and so they secure their spot. And there's a very 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 prominent company out there that did not renew during the weekend as of today, according to my source, okay. hasn't renewed. And you know, I, and I, I'm not putting that out there to 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 scare anybody and i'm not putting that out there to necessarily be a tease i but it, it's significant if I dave garofalo doesn't scare you this other piece will if, if if it doesn't maybe and you know maybe they got lazy maybe it wasn't i, I don't know i don't want to speculate on the reasoning um other than just what i've heard but yeah this it, it could this this is this is rock the industry and this is this is dividing this is the pushing a divide we do not need to be divided right now yeah as an uh, industry we need to come together 100 percent. you're totally right so if you're a consumer out there um i i say you should look into oh uh, cigar con you should look go, into prove it. me wrong please and, go. and if you can afford it um then then i say go because uh it is it is disneyland for cigar nerds so you know i say i say you should buy a ticket and go yeah, um, absolutely, but 100%. Pony it up right now. Give them your credit card. Do it. Yeah. And I'm if not kidding. Go. If you can't afford, um, you know, the 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 coin for CigarCon, find a local cigar festival and go to it, whether it's Rocky Mountain, whether it's Brew City Cigar Fest, whether it's Big Smoke, whether it's, you know, any of those. Just find, find some regional um, consumer cigar events and go. Uh, because it's a great time and you get to build relationships. Even if you're an introvert, just go, you know, take a chance, get out there and meet some new, some new people in the, you know, cigar lovers, because it's, uh, it's a really great time. Go uh, just so. do it, please. Good God. Prove me wrong. I want to be wrong. So I have never wanted to be wrong more time, more in my life. Yeah. And I, I'm with you. I hope, I, I hope it all goes great, but I will just, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, and I wish him, I wish him honestly, genuinely, I wish PCA nothing but the best with yep. this new venture. Um, we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. hundred percent, man. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's shift gears away from a little bit of that and, and move into one of our segments that we do every week. And we like to talk about things that things that don't really matter. Absolutely. But they're interesting. They're useless facts mm-hmm. of the week. Mm. And because of our special guests, Bear Duplissy, my useless facts this week are all about bears. Yes. Ooh. Check it out. So the first one, and this one, this one is dicey. I did some when I first found it. I, I said this has got to be bullshit, but it's just too interesting not to bring up. Um, but there was uh, ba- back in the 1800s, uh, there was a governor of of Moscow, Russia, who, according to legend, trained a large bear to serve pepper vodka to his guests. 
I, I can't confirm it, but it just. No, I've sounds, heard that story. No, I've heard it that story. Too good to not bring up. I had to. I had to put that one out there. It's fantastic. I, I would. I would definitely. I would drink anything a bear brought me. Right. Yeah. So, grizzly bears, obviously, they're extremely powerful animals. But I had no idea their bite strength. That grizzly bears have a bite strength of over eight million pascals, which is strong enough to crush a bowling ball. A little bit. So uh, maybe uh, maybe keep your distance next time you see a grizzly bear. Just yeah, just a little bit. Take pictures from afar. Uh, this and this one is so one of my favorite ever since I was a little kid. Uh, the Jungle Book, you know, the Disney animated mm. movie, one of my favorites as a kid. Baloo. And Baloo the bear uh, is actually uh, a sloth bear, which is native to uh, the subcontinent of India. And um, so the, his name comes from the word Balu, which is is uh, the Hindi word for um, for most bear species, basically. Um, and their diets and I'm not I swear I'm not making this up. Um, they eat termites. So these sloth bears eat termites. But when they can't get their hands on termites, uh, they eat uh, fallen trees and mangoes. Sugar cane, jackfruit, and this is the best one. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. And the pods of the golden shower tree. Golden shower tree. The golden shower tree. So Isn't that a movie? I never thought I would bring up the term golden shower on the How About That Cigar podcast, but... There it is. There it is. It's out there. I can't take it back. Bears. Jackfruit's really bears. good, by the way, guys, if you've ever had the opportunity. Jackfruit's outstanding. Bears. Beats Battlestar Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. (laughs) There's a little office reference. So, because Bear is our guest, he was kind enough to take on this next segment, which is my favorite segment of the week. So, Bear, please take it away with Numero Numero de de los Muertos. Awesome. I am so excited. I I was... this, This is a... This was something that I just I thought was I, I I couldn't believe the number guys I mean this is just ridiculous, uh, and it's actually referenced by a couple of different publications, um, but so I, so this uh, so twelve hundred people a year die over this article of clothing. Twelve hundred. The number is twelve hundred. Yeah, and so I know you guys had something about pants a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But yes. so that spoiler alert, I listened to that show. So this obviously isn't a rebate, but 1200 <laughs> people die annually because it, of this. Is this just in the U S or is it worldwide? Uh, to my, for my research, it was just the United States, which is an even frightening, more frightening number. Okay. Is, uh, is it specific to a sex? No. Bummer. Bummer. He says, well, um, it it shot my first guess. Oh, bras, brazer, brazers. Um, is it uh, is it underwear? No, no. Is it socks? No, but you're in the right region. <laughs> okay, so shoes be- below the below the waist, below the the knee, maybe. Shoes? Oh, is it shoes? It is sneakers. It is absolutely sneakers. Twelve hundred people die annually 
over sneakers. Sneakers? How? Violence. People are jacked for their sneakers, man. Are you serious? Are jacked for their sneakers. In an investigative report, GQ magazine, as well as a couple of other outlets that I found yet, published this report that the surprising story that 1,200 people die over sneakers, namely over the highly coveted Air Jordans. Right. 1,200 people in this country, guys, over shoes. That's insane. So I know I know a lot of cigar guys who are who are big into kicks. You know, yeah. Benjamin, yeah. Benjamin, Benjamin Holt, Holt and James, and James Brown. Brown. And um, need to watch out. Man, well. Or pack heat or something. Right. Of course, Ben's an ex-Marine, so I'm sure he's good. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Ben has to worry, but shit, 1200 people died just from getting their their sneakers jacked. Right? Hey, that's, you know, good statistic. That's why I wear, you know, uh New Balance? Uh, new Balance from from uh who knows some some online retailer that when they arrive, I just pray they fit. 1200 1200 people. Hey, just buy cheap shoes and be safe out there. I don't yeah. know. Yep. Or, or you know, uh, have an armed guard with you or, you know, get well, that's, your... That's get the new slogan. That's why a pair of Jordans are so expensive. Next pair of Air Jordans you buy is going to be $500, and it comes with it, it comes with its own sidekick, a little you know, 911. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you get... Uh, you get you get your sig. It comes in the box with the with the kick. Yeah. You get a sig with an extra mag, and carry that along with you when uh, when you're wearing those new kicks. Be careful out there, people. New Kimber with the expensive with every... shoes. Yeah, new yeah. Kimber every time you buy a new pair of Nikes. Ah, uh, awesome! Thank you for that, Bear. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so we finish out with notable smokables of the week. Um, if it's cool, I'm gonna get us going. Um, I smoked one of my favorites that I can't get enough of, but I don't smoke a lot because they're a little on the pricey side. The Arturo Fuente Don Carlos Edición de mm. Aniversario 80th Personal Reserve Robusto. It's a super long cigar name, but it's a damn good cigar. I had yeah. I smoked it like two, three days ago, and they're always legit. It's just ridiculous. Outstandingly fantastic cigar, and I love it. And shout out to Arturo Fuente and the Fuente family. Because uh, that thing is, that cigar is just fire. I love it. And uh, big thanks for, to uh, Mark W. Um, just coming back from the show. And he said, uh, go go pick something out of my grab bag. And my first, my first selection, he said, no, go put that one back and go pick <laughs> a different one for my grab bag. You can pick anyone except that, that one. Except, except for your first five choices. <laughs> yep. Um, and this one, he didn't. He almost didn't want to let me get, but it was uh, the uh, AJ Fernandez. Uh, oh, the Bayas Artes Maduro. Yeah, uh, Lancero. Oh, sick. Nice. Sick blend, man. Dude, so, was it ridiculous? Yeah. I just, I, I can't even. I can't even. And um, I, uh, this last weekend, hope everybody had a great fourth. Um, oh, I yeah. was up at the in-laws cabin in uh, northern Wisconsin, and I smoked myself silly. And Triple um, uh, Eight uh, by Illusione Lancero. 
Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, had a couple of those. It was a Lancero weekend. Uh, Herrera Steli Lancero and uh, nice. a couple of uh, Christoph Sumatra Lanceros. Yeah, that Sumatra's good. Um, so Bear, what's something? Uh, yeah, what do you got? What, what's something special you smoked this week? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I, I interviewed, had the great fortune of inter- uh, interviewing Benjamin Holt on LS Food Mart Takes uh, Take Eighty One, um, and uh, smoked uh, his uh, newest release, the limited edition that he's doing, the Home. Oh, nice. It's nice. freaking money. It's a barber pole with uh, Ecuadorian uh, Maduro and Corojo uh, on it. Uh, sensational cigar. Really, really well done. Uh, awesome. Really enjoyed that. Uh, smoked, a, smoked a Diamond Crown uh, Maduro. Uh, don't get to do that too often, um, but mm-hmm. had one. Uh, really enjoy that cigar. Really enjoy Diamond Crown in general. Uh, JC Newman, as I mentioned way early on in the beginning of the interview, great makes great cigars so really enjoyed that um um and uh the baka oh that was last week that was yeah that was good too but um uh i had a i had a farce maduro room 101 farce Mm. maduro which i just i like i said that's a great great cigar great cigar i um i had one from a couple years ago that i i find all because i'm starting to pack my cigars and so i've been finding stuff and i found an old um well it's not super old it's maybe two three years old uh quesada um oro no oro dominicana uh, connecticut um really super mild cigar Hmm. i mean just outrageously mild um actually too mild from for i mean i like mild cigars but this one was was just a little um it, it was not only mild in the body department, it was kind of lacking in the flavor department too. I think it was aged out. Uh, I don't think it was aged out. I just, I, I think it was just too, too, it, it was too Dominican front. Too Dominican. Know. Yeah, it was just too Dominican. It was, it was really, really mild, uh, kind of wispy and um, uh, just not, there wasn't, there wasn't much there. Uh, it was, it was sweetness and, and, uh, lightness and that was really about it. So, um, you know, a little disappointing, but you know, it happens. And my, uh, I smoked the last one from my last box of the original release, uh, cigar dojo, Roma craft whiskey rebellion. Oh, cause the new one's coming out Friday, the new Lonsdale size, uh, show, to talk so shout out to, uh, to Eric and Jordan and the guys at Cigar Dojo um, and uh, Skip and Mike and all the guys at Roma Craft. Um, Whiskey Rebellion, since since that was released um, uh, and then uh, released uh, in additional sizes, uh, it's maybe my favorite Roma Craft cigar, uh, especially that little Hamilton size. But that Hamilton's mm, money, that age, that age on that original release uh, Cigar Dojo. Um, which was sort of like a long robusto, um, um, just tremendous. I smoked it yesterday, I think maybe it was, uh, but it was outstanding. And I'd buy so, the Hamiltons by a pallet, man, if I could. Yeah, the Hamiltons are, you know, and those, and it's great because they come in thirty count uh, boxes. So, and it's for you don't have to worry about it as much. But uh, up here, it's nice to have a smoke that only takes you know twenty. Yep. 20 minutes sometimes. Um, so, 
Uh, excited for that release coming out on Friday from Cigar Dojo. Uh, so if you are not already a member of Cigar Dojo, become one, and uh, you can get some uh, uh, early heads up on when that cigar is getting released and get your hands on it before um, non-members can get their hands on those. Uh, so be on the lookout for all the new stuff from IPCPR. Um, keep an eye out for... Uh, for HowAboutThatCigar.com, we had a new review post today. Um, things have been busy, but we're trying to keep up as much as we can. Um, but, you know, go into your brick-and-mortar shops, ask them for some of the new stuff that was released at IPCPR this year. Uh, let us know on Facebook and um, send us an email if you've got some favorites that, uh, that you've tried recently that you want us to try. Um, Bear, tell us a little bit uh, before we close out, tell us a little bit about where people can find you and uh, what you have coming up. So you definitely want to check out um, my Facebook page, El Oso Fumar. Uh, you can also subscribe to my podcast, El Oso Fumar Takes. That's hashtag El Oso Fumar Takes. El Oso means bear in Spanish, people. So E-L-O-S-O, Fumar, smoke, the smoking bear, yes. El Oso Fumar Takes. Uh, takes is in English, yes, I realize. I'm mixing languages. I'm bringing, I'm building bridges, guys. Exactly. Together. So El Oso Fumar Takes, hashtag El Oso Fumar Takes. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, whatever you want. I have some amazing guests uh, like you, Matt, who uh, graced me uh, with being on my show uh, earlier this year. Um, I just inter- interviewed Benjamin Holt of uh, Dissident and Black Label Black Work Studio. Um, great interview, fantastic guy, really unique personality and just a passion for cigars. Love talking to him. Uh, really, really unique perspective. And then, uh, I've got a couple great shows coming up. Um, and, uh, including, um, I'm going to be having Matt Booth, um, of room one one He'll be on the show here in a couple weeks, uh, as well as, uh, Nick Jimenez of Cigar Snob Magazine. Uh, Klaus Kellner will be back for the second time on my show of Davidoff Cigars. That'll be next month. Nice. Um, as well. And I'm talking to some other folks. Uh, we will have uh, some other, uh, some other guests out shortly. Um, but you can go back and listen to all of my takes or watch them all on my YouTube channel. Uh, my YouTube channel is El Oso Fumar, just like my Facebook page. Um, so yeah, great stuff. Great stories, man. We really, we don't, we could nerd out on rapper binder filler all day, but <laughs> my goal is to, my goal is to really bring the unique stories uh, and perspectives from some of these industry folk um, and, and, and really bring that to light and stuff. Cause there's, everyone has a story, man. And Amen. it's my yeah. privilege to tell it. Nice. That's right. Well, we appreciate what you do and yep. uh, we wish you best of luck in the future. Stay in touch and we will, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll gather again together uh, one of these days and have you back on the show. And um, so guys uh, keep an eye out on how about that cigar.com. And keep an eye on our Facebook page. Keep an eye on Instagram. We'll have some new things coming out. And um, if you have any questions, uh, shoot us questions on the Facebook page or sign up, especially for email alerts. Go to the bottom of the homepage on HowAboutThatCigar.com. Type in your email address and hit submit, and you will get emails every time we have new content coming out. And um, until then, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for listening and watching. And as always, burn cigars, not bridges. Take Happy care. birthday, Matt. Hey. Happy birthday, Matt. Thanks, guys. Take care. <laughs>